and we are live. And as my co-host both bailed on me in the same week, one of them stuck in airports trying to travel down to Houston. The other one also somewhere roaming around, I think, in the state of Texas as well, or probably leaving today. I managed to get a couple of guests that we had previously had on the show, and we're going to have a little mind meld about the Lightfall hype. Um, honestly, I'm pretty pumped because we've got the Master of Destiny Impressions and the, of course, content creator with probably the reddest of hair. <laughs> and also, I don't know how your tattoos compare to content creators, but I just saw like the spread you had on your arm. So you got a few. I, I got like eight. I think I lose count. I think it's eight. eight it's or like nine. I have zero, so you are far behind ahead of me. Yeah, um, one. <laughs> but to go around the horn, uh, first one we've got for our guest tonight is Teej. Usually these these things they called you as opposed to Big Daddy. That's so. right. I, well, you know, it depends. I guess it depends <laughs> on the specific person. That's true. There may be at least one person in your life who calls you Big Daddy, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing, man? It's nice. I'm well. I'm well. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. it's good to be back on the show, and uh, it's good to be here at such a, a a hype hype train full speed ahead kind of moment because yeah. uh, we got a lot to look forward to here in five days. The marketing team, the the trailer team doesn't miss, so no. we are literally post epic trailer launch. So of course we mm. are riding the hype train, which is running full speed. Of course, we're five days away. Um, okay. Happy to have you back. If you guys have not checked out Tej's Twitter. Please do BDT. There is a wonderful about two and a quarter minutes destiny NPC impression. He's amazing at these things. Um, and you need to go listen to it because the ending is epic. So please go watch that one. Please go follow his Twitter. Um, oh, thank you so much, Joe. How you doing, man? I am doing super well. I'm coming off of Six and a half hours of Wendigo farming, so I'm a little tired. Mm. But uh, aside from that, hey, I got the God roll. I got the five out of five crispy. I'm a little tired, but I'm ready for the podcast. Well, it sounds like the farming was worth it. I know some people probably won't be as lucky. I need to spend a little time doing that. That's apparently the cool thing to do this week. I've certainly not been as lucky. Well, <laughs> how much time have you put in? I can uh, hear some. About, only about eight hours yesterday, so it wasn't wasn't uh or tuesday rather it wasn't so much but i i got four rolls that i that are worth keeping and a bunch that were not um but no five to five so far getting there getting there nice yeah. uh what yeah. is for those who are wondering listening to this before things go off what is the role you guys are looking for and i'm curious if it's the same one <laughs> either of you what's your what's your five out of five joe's Joe? got the five out of five Joe, technically technically i got like a six out of six oh, because oh, the, the other perk that i got on it's just a humble small i mean seven out of seven if you want to count the adept tag but okay so <laughs> so let's get real really quick okay so uh, this guy doesn't miss literally <laughs> listen 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 all right so we got um we, we get the bad boy quick launch on there gives us some velocity mm -hmm. some handling mm -hmm. got spike grenades so we get that extra damage and then coming up, we have auto-loading holster or clown cartridge. So we can swap between both of those. Very huge. It's and then we got tight. explosive light for that 65 to 84% increase explosive damage. <laughs> Pretty big. Got the adept tag on there. Velocity masterwork. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's insane. 
That's pretty good. It's now, pretty... I will say on the counter, it sounds like some people are kind of jamming on the Cascade Point. I was wondering if you it's were mid. looking. <laughs> Teach, where Just are you use... at? Where are you it's at? Mid, bro. I'm telling you. I so I have I have uh I have a ca- I've had several cascade point drops and explosive light drops. I've kept one of each. Um the roll, I'll tell you this much. Maybe not my five out of five, but I have uh, some, something I'm very excited about is I landed a uh what's the it's not spite, is it explosive ordinance? Is that what it's called? The one that lowers your mag but but absolutely maxes out your blast radius. I can't it's it sounds sa- I don't know if there's one that messes with your mag. Maybe though. Explosive so ordinance like, sounds this, like a thing. Yeah, um, I think that's what it's called. And so it's uh, I got I got quick launch explosive ordinance. We'll call it. I, I think that's what it is. Um, clown cartridge and cascade point. So to me, the fact that the explosive ordinance docks the mag is kind of overroll overwritten by uh, clown cartridge. And so then I got cascade point for rapid fire with uh, hopefully a big mag on the highest blast radius. Oh, it's got a huge mag, all right. <laughs> Sorry, that was too easy. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> I think honestly, I think the biggest the biggest thing I see as a drawback to to Cascade Point. I was messing around with it yesterday in in just Vanguard strikes, just regular old strikes. Is that um the the window that you have to actually swap to it and use those rounds is is itty bitty itty bitty little one. Little uh, I'd almost rather precision. see it work a bit like Harmony. Where you have like a a much longer time to swap, and then and then the timer starts on the swap, not uh, mm-hmm. not not on the at the kill, because it's like you know you have to factor in that that five seconds or whatever animation time to swap weapons yeah. is included in that, which is like mm. I, I I think honestly I think I'm kind of with Joe on this one that it's it's it is it's pretty mid in its current current form. So auto loading slash possible clown, but auto loading explosive light. Spike grenades. Those that's the main trio that you're looking for. If you can find that, you probably can, you know, get some sleep. You probably can be done if you if you're not yeah. too crazy about it. Not everybody has Joe's luck. So, you <laughs> know, the seven out of seven luck, you know. It's gotta, seven, I gotta reiterate. That's not even a thing. Seven out of seven is not even it's a thing. thing. It is now. <laughs> it is now. A depth plus second perk. It, it's it is now. Seven out of seven. We're just making stuff up on the podcast. It's what we do here at the Last Word Campfire. Oh, when we have right. no hosts, I have to be the crazy one. Somebody has to make up for Travis not being here. So that's why I'm going to have the weird comments tonight. So I've got two <laughs> normal people and the host gets to go a little crazy. Uh, we're just going to go in hype order. That trailer that just yeah. dropped during oh, yeah. the Sony State of Play. Thoughts, gentlemen? I'll let I- Tej go first. I really dig it. I, I, I mean, you know, the, the, they, they have yet to release a trailer where I've been like, nah. like, you know, every time I feel like they drop a trailer, I get a little bit more <laughs> hype going there kind of every time. And I think the big stuff for me on this one is that obviously we got a lot of clips from what I'm sure will be an introductory pre-rendered cutscene at the start of the campaign. And, that, that, like it, yeah. and I think that that's uh, if, if, if anything, that kind of stuff gets me psyched up anyway. But um, one shot, I'll call it in particular that I was like, <laughs> Uh, was uh, there was a, a ghost in that shot that got diced up like a ribbon, and yes. uh, and and I was like, did the witness just do that with his mind? Because that you know that sucks. Like I really I don't want that to happen to my ghost. Um, but I think what we really saw there was was clearly kind of like in the in the, the season end trailer. You know, generic Titan number one uh, had his ghost kind red of, shirt, red shirt Titan, <laughs> red shirt Titan had his ghost <laughs> ribboned up. So. 
Yeah, that definitely uh, reminded me of the Thanos Drax kind of, as you said, ribbon kind of split up looking yeah. thing. But you're just staring yeah. at the ghost and all of a sudden it separates. I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah, that's that's uncomfortable. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah. So that's one piece. Joe, did you any moment stand out for you on the trailer? What's one big shot? What's the shot that's like in your mind right now? That's kind of like, seared. Uh, I mean, the next like five days. It would be like blasphemy if I didn't mention the the Death Star shot. <laughs> oh, like, yeah! I mean, I think, oh, man. I think everyone agrees yeah! the Death Star shot kind of went a little crazy. It's like, pretty tight, dude. Where yeah. was that that seemingly dangerous beam during the Red War, and why is he just now using it? Like, Homie got absolutely hornswoggled in the Red War, knowing he could have shot that shit earlier. Like, that's Horn- all I'm saying. Swoggle. <laughs> Hornswoggle. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, you know, the, the new word. Well, actually, it's not a new word. It's you, from you'll friends is what I know it from. <laughs> actually, that's that's the that's, chan- that's Chandler's like horn swoggle. Swoggle. Did uh, you have you guys seen the concept art from like 2014 or 2013? Like that moment, just how we had in season of the Seraph, where like the traveler rose up and it like mm-hmm. recreated the, the destiny one poster. Yeah. I have that the display Death, coming already. <laughs> the death star traveler is a recreation of old concept art for what the traveler was originally supposed to look like. I, I don't know if you guys have seen know. that or not, I don't know if I've but seen it, that. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can just slap it in the, uh, in the yeah, discord. If you can find that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That moment I'm sort of, I was just watching it cause I was in between like, prepping for this and my wife's going on a little trip tomorrow and I was recording a video and hit publish and then I was watching it and that just that was one of those moments where I even just cursed out loud I was like oh because I mean that, the traveler's just the ball sitting there floating not yeah. doing much yeah. hanging out and then all of a sudden as you said Death Star like the yeah. ultimate Death Star and that just kind of blew me away and I'm going okay it's fighting back for the first time in how long has it been? Eight and a half, nine years. Well, it took a minute. <laughs> it he was, did he something t- other than move. Yeah, That's, yeah. It took a long time to charge up. <laughs> I in fact, the, I don't uh, know if we've ever way. seen it move. Like it, we've had stories of it moving, and like maybe an animatic or two, but I don't know if mm-hmm. we've ever in the game seen it move. No, but that yeah, was. It also makes uh, me wonder about like the surface of the traveler because it seemed to be like there and then not as it fired but it looked like it kind of closed yeah itself like, it's up, like, like it opened up yeah 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 so mm, that was cool. cool uh i would say mine is pretty much anything with the witness i'm loving this guy for whatever reason i love the character the way they do the like 17 voices at the same time all kind of overwritten and one's a little delayed that you hear mm. and just the way it's talking but when it's just like floating through space, like it's just kind of approaching the traveler, it looks like it's just going to reach out and touch the traveler. And then, because it's standing right next to it, it looks like at one point. And then the fact that it gets surrounded by the pyramid ships, like Segura's shell, some people are saying that it kind of looks like that when it's surrounded by the pyramid ships. That shot was pretty reminiscent of uh, of Segura, that's true. So, and then for whatever reason, all the planets are like in alignment. So we've got Thor's nine realms lined it up and everything in here. <laughs> Dude, I just watched the movie too. I get the reference. What, Dark World? Holy shit. Yeah, I just yeah. watched Dark World. I get the reference. Yeah. Uh, I feel in tune. If this is the opening cinematic, this one is going to slap because yeah. like that's insane. I don't know if this yeah. is going to piece all the trailers and stuff together. And we were talking last week. Um, I wanted to get your guys' take on where do you feel 
Callus falls as one a villain and two how much he's involved in this story. Uh, for me, I think the last time we were on here, I don't remember if I talked about the Lightfall campaign. I can't remember or like what I thought it was going to be, but like before that trailer, I probably would have told you that I thought the campaign for Lightfall uh plot-wise wasn't going to be as cool as Witch Queen because of like, you know, Shavathun and all her build up. But after seeing that story trailer, previously I thought it was mainly just going to be about Callus and Neo Muna and stuff like that, but like the trailer showed me that there's a lot more shit going on <laughs> than what's going on with Callus on Neo Muna. Like there is some some implications of um there's there's some big stuff going down in, in the universe as a whole, not only on Neo Muna. So I don't know if if they're trying to play all their cards with the witness and trying to put him like on a full blast here before a final shape or if it's like a 50 50 thing. But all I know is we were getting way more witness than I thought we were, which probably means we're getting a little bit less callous than I le- originally thought as well. Um, mm. I'm not as interested in callous as a character as I was with Sabathun. I hope that they can make me care a lot about him, but I, I mean, I'm not sure. I thought it was just going to be like this own kind of story in a bubble on Neo Muna. And, yeah. you know, maybe there's going to be a little bit of stuff with the witness. But then you see stuff like the Traveler fighting back and you see, you know, the, the witness like floating through space around all this wreckage and stuff. Like, I don't know, but it looks cool. So I'm excited. Peace, what about all, you? Yeah. Where are you at on what do you where are you on just callous? I mean, he I yeah. want to hear that impression, by the way. <laughs> have you tried? I don't know if you've ever uh, tried from strength. I have tried. I have tried. I think I think the biggest problem with Callus is that obviously you can get the tone and inflection right, but at the end of the day, in Let's order for his voice to work, you have to have a pitch adjustment. Like I was going to say, know. you have to either be like a true like crazy low bass person or something. His <laughs> yeah. his grovelly bass is, is something different. Deep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, where I, you at on I, him as a character? Well, I, I have to say, I thought I, I actually when when I I forget the trailer that it was that came out. It was one of the earlier ones at the beginning of this year, um, where Callus narrates. I can't you guys know a trailer I'm talking about, and he yeah. kind of he you kind of narrates. Mm. Okay, anyway, th- that trailer. Um, there's a line in there where he he says, "Oh, my tenacious little you know little guardians," and he's you know he's talking to us as though he's he's known us for so long. Yeah. When I first saw the trailer, I thought. That he said, my delicious little guardians. And I was like more excited <laughs> if he was said that. And then I had and then and then I was watching it live and 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 chat was like, hey, can you turn on the subtitles for the rewatch? Just to give I'm like, yeah, sure. But and it said tenacious. And I was like, that's a lie. It's delicious, and you can't change my mind. <laughs> uh no, but I I I I've always really kind of liked the idea of Callus. Even even before he, you know, he he's kind of purely evil now, which is a bummer. But um, you know, I think I think when he was more of a, an ambiguous entity kind of back in, in in year one kind of days where it's like, well, he hasn't done anything wrong yet. He just kind of wants us to come and play in his gold colored Olympics and and mm. uh you know and 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 do what we gotta do and, and get the and get the the bad guys off his ship. And, and you know maybe it, you know they, they maybe he's not so bad. You know, who knows? And now, you know, obviously he's gone full full bat. And um you know it's <laughs> like uh I I'm kind of excited to see what a we'll call it submissive callus looks like. Because Callus mm. has always presented himself as the pinnacle, and uh, now what he's he's done is he's resigned himself to the you know rule of of another. And you know what does that look like for someone who you know saw themselves as the pinnacle to to submit? And uh, I, I'm I'm very curious as to how that's going. I'm kind of hoping for a power struggle. To be honest, mm. I'm kind of hoping that Callus okay. is scheming somehow to uh, 
to kind of like play the game until he has his own moment to kind of seize seize things. Because you, you think of, this is a guy who literally that asks, sounds like something he would try. Well, that's what I mean. This is a guy who who literally he he, he took the crown of sorrow from from Samathun to say I I would like to uh, uh, you know I, I need a, a hive army. I want to be able to control the hive. And like, who's got the balls to go up to a hive <laughs> god and be like, um, listen, <laughs> I'm gonna need a little bit of that, you know? And like, and, and then Savathun like, yeah, okay, you know. And then of course, you know, her plan was to to get him under her thrall with the ground, but then you know, and Galron and all these different things. But it's like that's crazy. Like this guy's got a huge set, and we might actually <laughs> see him. He's wearing a loincloth this that's, season. You never yeah. know. Well. Yeah, you never quite know what's going to be visible and not. The everybody seems to be very scantily clad. Some people are more like vacuum sealed than others, especially if we're talking about the cloud striders. You can kind of count the hairs depending on how much detail you get looking in there. Um no, like Callus Callus as a character has been interesting too because Gaul, like we got his story, he was the underdog, he came up, you know. Fought back, and actually, I enjoyed the Red War campaign. I kind of thought it was, re like, pretty decent. Um, <clears throat> not Witch Queen level. That still blew the doors off of everything. Um, but, like, Red War was decent. and then But we never got to know much about Callus, and he's just this, like, animatronic robot and stuff like that. And then mm. we get to see him in the Lazarus pit, chatting with the Witness, kind of trying to have his, re like, his glow-up party. And man, did he go crazy with the armor. He's making Titans jealous with his shoulder pads because this is the first time I've seen anybody wider than male Titan in this game because it is nuts. These things are, you have cities on his shoulders. They're so big. Um, but right, I like, can we talk about the bucket? Oh, okay. I will say the picture on <laughs> Lightfall's website, just the expansion right. at the very, very, very bottom. Right. Whenever I see that, I don't know the bottom. Cause you see his mouth behind the triangle. Right. But the bottom looks like this golden lipstick looking thing on the bottom lip. Sure. And then the top is that. But yeah, the bucket top, I don't I don't know. It looks what what does that remind you of besides like conehead chopped well, off <clears throat> that, but like the the reason I, I I okay. This is something that that people who've who've been paying attention to my social media for a while know that I have a bit of an issue with. But when we look at the the Val raid gear, and we all have been through the Val raid gear, hopefully enough to know what it looks like, but the Titans and the Warlocks got this really amazing full set of really darkness-inspired looks. And the Hunter sort of did too until you get to the helmet. <clears throat> and it's got a little boy clown face on the front. And <laughs> <clears throat> we don't really know why it has that and why it's not the intent. And, and, and so this whole, I, I've really latched onto this thing that like, how, how is it that no one at Bungie saw a tiny little boy clown face uh, and release this as my darkness inspired, you know, Rolk, Val, the disciple, very intimidating raid set. The bucket, like, I kind of, I'm kind of getting the same vibe. I'm like, how does, how does, how is the, 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 there, is there, is it intentional? Are we supposed to be laughing about his, his bucket <laughs> yeah, head? His like his head does not look right. I'm with you. The head bucket does not add to his, like everything about, traits. yeah, everything about him is like grandiose and menacing yeah. is, menacing is kind of debatable. It's callous. He's always just kind of a big joker anyway, but like the whole thing. And then, yeah, the weird little, just put a bu Home Depot bucket on your head. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't get, I don't get it. <laughs> like, there's just a few things where I see this stuff and I'm like, you know, I, like, I, I wonder, like, is there nobody being like, you know, you know, you know, Bill, um, this is good, but maybe, <laughs> Maybe like less bucket, you know, maybe or maybe like, you know, less tiny little boy clown face. I, you know, I just, eh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Maybe the checks and balances aren't quite, 
line it up there. Um, I am I'm curious though with regards to the callous and witness because. This definitely feels like, now this feels like the penultimate, even though this was supposed to be, Witch Queen was supposed to be the penultimate theory. And then this got made. So right. I'm curious how you, how much you guys think, like, Witch Queen, really good. Like, I mean, mm. Travis, normally on the show, he gave it an eight. First IGN, eight for a Destiny thing. Where do you guys think, this? do you think the Rod. Lightfall campaign can is as good as Witch Queen's campaign? Um, I think... That from a gameplay standpoint, I feel like it's guaranteed to be better uh, because Witch Queen was like the first time that they like. It feels like the first time they actually put like no disrespect, but the first time that they put effort into a campaign, like because they knew that we would have replayability via the campaign missions. They built into the replayability via like being able to get alloys and stuff by replaying them. So they put some extra effort into it. The bosses had like unique mechanics or unique things that you had to do. There was unique encounters. And it was a lot less of just kind of like, oh, Guardian, go to Earth and to this last sector. And there's a thing in this chest that we need to defeat the baddie. It's like, no, these are like handcrafted missions that are very well thought out. And it was really nice. And this is the first time since like the original Halo games that I'm like, this is really good because... Like you said, the Red War campaign was good, but it never challenged me from a gameplay standpoint. It was always just kind of like, okay, I'm an invincible baddie. I can just walk through this stuff. Yeah, the missions are cool, but who cares? I can one-shot all the enemies. Um, but this was the first time that we had a really good plot. The, uh, the mechanics and the gameplay was good, and it actually challenged me. I needed to use my brain. So if not from a plot standpoint, I think 100% from a gameplay standpoint, Lightfall will easily top the Witch Queen. I think Bungie has got the experience that they need. They probably have a lot of the same people that made the Witch Queen campaign working yeah. on this one. Hops is still I think it's going to be better 100%, and I will not expect less. All right, that's a bar. Teach? He's got the game. <laughs> Apparently, we have the gameplay covered. Yeah. Gameplay oh, well. is covered. I can't talk about the plot too much because I'm not a lore nerd, but gameplay, Witch Queen was good. I think Lightfall will be better. I, I think I'm... I mean, I think by the nature of adding a new subclass, I think you have you have definitely have refreshed gameplay for the, yeah. at the very least. You know, I think in Witch Queen, from that from that standpoint, they certainly had Void 3.0 to lean on from that perspective. You know, yeah. new build crafting system, et cetera, et cetera, um, and of course the lower side of it. I I will say that <clears throat> as as kind of like what you pointed out, Ibantis, this is this being a um a created expansion as a result of them needing to kind of. I, I don't know for sure. Obviously, we can't know for work sure. More on, that, uh, work, full, work more on Final Shape. Well, I don't even know if it's work more on Final Shape. I think it's that you had, you had the, the narrative team has, you know, the Witch Queen. They had Final Shape. And then it was like, they're looking at their timeline going, okay, and like, how do we get there? And it was like, we, oh, shoot. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Yes, we need to get there. And so I do wonder if from a plot standpoint, if this, um, you know, if 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 the idea of, you know, Neptune and Cloud Striders and Neomuna and, and Kallus as a, as a disciple and these things is kind of meant to be a, a, uh, a driving force for what will be in the foreground as the witness challenges the traveler in our, our, our midst, our right at Earth. You know, I think that like we, you can tell that story, but, but ultimately without the Guardians participating in some way, that, that's kind of just could be a cutscene. You know, yeah. like, and, and, and I think that there's something that, that we, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Lightfall answers the question of how do we influence the outcome of that battle? That's fair. That makes, that's, 
probably the best way I've heard it phrased as an idea of how can we influence something on as grand of a scale as the traveler and witness and these like the witness would look at us and go thump like just kicking us off yep. a chessboard like we don't we're <laughs> not at that level we are not but i mean the traveler could beam us if we're gone like we now know the powers of both of these two are pretty ridiculously off the charts versus us we're gonna go searching for the veil <laughs> which I did love the fact that in the finale, like, oh, what's this thing? Is the veil this new, like, you know, enemy race or whatever from concept art? Speaking of six-year-old concept art or whatever, what was it from the D1? They mentioned the veil and this possible wispy subclass. And all of a sudden they're like, we're going to go look for the veil. I'm like, we're going to look for the what? Yeah, just a little <laughs> casual mention yeah. after, you know, just in, in dialogue. <laughs> that ending mission had so much going on, but then the word veil pops in. I'm going, mm, hold on, back it up. So... That's, I feel like, kind of a perfect thing of what you said. Is that our piece of this puzzle? Is this sure. us trying to find that thing to where we can, where we can actually contribute? Because right now, especially in the trailer, it's like, oh, pyramid ship, <laughs> just like yeah. beam of death, kind of wiping out ships and everything. So, I'll no? tell you what, I'm, I'm ready for, and 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 we might get this, we might not, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ready for a little bit more info. And you say the word veil made me think of this. This is not the same thing, but um, there are plenty of veiled statues Indeed. in the lore starting with shadow keep and i would love to see uh, a, a greater attention drawn to their purpose because they're very specifically placed in very uh you know interesting places and um you know they they have to be more important beyond you know the witness you know being a, an art connoisseur you know i think that's uh <laughs> I got. I got to imagine. It's I got like something me, more this going one on statue. I need like fifty of them. Just one in every one of my ships. That's it. That's all I need. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I need know. a bunch of bunch of replica prints. Just put them in the three D printer. Send them out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's not even on the ship. with the Black Garden too. No, I know. Yeah. End of, at yeah. The Garden yeah. of Salvation. So that and feels I feels like it's like, kind of down in a pyramid ship ish, but and yeah. in the uh, and in the Deepstone Crypt. Oh, dude, I remember seeing that for the first oh. time on day one. I was flipping out. I'm like, yeah. huge room, and they're, like, yeah. excavating, I don't know, this around the statue, dude. Oh, dude, I remember that. Like, the, the, that was, that okay. moment, and going to space was, oh, space peak. was great. And get this, are you ready? This is, this, this, we only, I only discovered this, like, a month ago, so this really blew my mind. On Europa, when you do deep stone cut the friends, it's very easy to see that there is, uh, you know, melted ice that has frozen in a bubble shape around the the statue that's in there. You can see it's part of the scenery, and you're like, okay, there's some sort of force <clears throat> that has kept the ice from covering the statue. That's protected by some invisible shield. Yeah. What I'd never seen before is the end of Garden. When you get down to the bottom, the same thing is true, but it's branches, and they've tried mm -hmm. to grow inward from the outside, and they can, just... and it forms a branch shaped dome around the statue. So, so there's the strand. Because <laughs> they describe strand as like this uh, kind of matter that like we can't see or something like that, yeah. right? Or like some visible threads of the universe. Yeah, that, that, that we haven't yet been able to notice. So it's like, and it's a darkness subclass. So if it's associated with the statues. Is it a darkness know? subclass? I don't know, actually. I was yeah, actually about to ask you subclass. that. I mean, of course, it, that's, how it's, that's how it's described. 100% of the darkness. Say, is it a darkness? But like, we're going like, to be like the first ones to interact with it. I'm like, yeah. Is the witness not in touch if, with the strands? Like, is he if not? If you go, if you go to uh, the light, like the uh, lightfall uh, page on Bungie.net, it says, weave the future, reach into the darkness, into and the darkness. pluck at the threads of consciousness okay. strand. Yeah. It is a darkness subclass, 100%. Hmm. It is evil. 
Well, I was like taking it back to the statues for a second. I they are pyramid ship related. You have the garden with the like replica, whatever. Um, what's mm -hmm. the word I'm looking for? Doppelganger that basically spoke to us. Oh right. Um, and that's salvation. kind of like darkness and pyramid salvation, all that. So like, yeah. there's a tie there to that one. The pyramid on the moon. Then you had you know messing with a little bit of stasis and darkness. I'm honest. I the final. So when we get through with this campaign, we still have to go through season twenty one, season the deep, which I'm so curious if that brings Savathun back into the picture because that's where it's like couldn't have a better name for it. Come on. Season I don't know, the, bro. I'm thinking about the sea monster on Titan. That is all I'm thinking about. Just you know how you know how like haunted brought back the Leviathan. Like, yeah. You know. Well, what if season of the deep is like the season of haunted, where instead of bringing the Leviathan, they bring back Titan temporarily, because they're getting rid of the Leviathan when Lightfall drops, but I we're know. keeping duality as a dungeon. What if tinfoil hat? We get a dungeon <laughs> where we fight a sea monster on Titan. Boom. Wow. We got a gambit. Wait. From the we inside have a gambit map the outside. on Titan. <laughs> yeah, there's a gambit map on Titan. Dude. Yeah, so we have a gambit map on Titan and a crucible map on Titan. The assets are there. So I'm just saying, I want to fight a sea monster. That would be peak. That dungeon would go crazy. Anyways, I mean, tinfoil hat. I'm sorry. They got out there. It would be interesting. Just um, listen, when it happens, I want you to repost this hey, on Twitter and totally say Demon fine. Joe was right. If you are Demon right, Joe that we right. fight a sea monster. Do you know what I'm talking yours. about? I do. I 100% know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, the about. guy, the thing that was like through the glass yep. and it's like swimming. Yeah, dude, we never got to do anything with that. I want to kill it. Yeah. Some some oh, artist had it. fun. I don't I don't think we're going to, but this will be oh, your. Wait. You get this one. If this happens, hey. this. You heard it here first, everybody. Yeah. I'm saying. All I'm I remember saying. about that that whole creature was the the somebody that broke through the water on the on the map like found a spot to see that it was three rings that <laughs> oscillated oh. up and down oh i know what you're talking about the one yeah the off in the distance yeah immersion breaking look there's spines coming up and out of the water and then somebody was like mm. it's just a little uh little wonderful programming joke there but no like mm -hmm. season of defiance gonna have some kind of battleground probably gonna be fighting cabal battleground seems to be a thing Season yeah. of the Deep, when you go back into the lore of the Hive, before they were even right. the Hive, right. that is like the Deep is where all of this stuff comes from. So it's if it's Season of the Deep and we're talking about the Worm Gods and everything, I'm like, uh, Imaru is still floating out there somewhere. For whatever mm -hmm. reason, not res Savathun up. So theory, we've got that. Then you got two more seasons to get us to final shape. Okay. Here's a question about resing then. Okay. Because... We say for some reason that he's not, but doesn't don't the remains have to be there or the the essence or whatever? Because if I am not an expert enough to be able to tell I'm you yes either. or no. <laughs> but like I'm just imagining, like if 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 we really took that body and hopefully chopped it up into tiny pieces and distributed it throughout the entire you know world, um, like you know he would have to then kind of find her. In order to do that. But well, like when we come in, we basically transmat. We just basically with like, you know, here's my dancing or pyramid or smoke effect. I get my little smoke bomb and boom, I'm here. So when right. we transmat in and we get recreated. From death? I mean, is there much of a difference? Well, okay. So transmat, like, I mean, Devrim can transmat. Any, anything can be transmatted. It's just that we can do it at will from yeah. our ghosts. But like death, 
the ghost is still at your body's spot until somebody reses you or you get rezzed at the spot that you die. <clears throat> I mean, so what a- you're saying is like, if Savathun's going to come back, we'll probably see like a Maru floating around with like an arm. And then he's gonna put it in a pile. And then he's gonna go find a leg. I don't think that he's just gonna be dragging the pieces back. Put all the. He's gonna Frankenstein it together. He's gonna I mean, bring I, her back. I, I do think that he. I do think that he'd have to find where we're storing her body. Like I think he'd have to infiltrate the last city and and find out where we're keeping her and then bring her back that way. Well, that's my hunch is that we get somewhere. But I, what my mm. what I was trying to lead to is we get twenty two, twenty three. Final shape is twenty four. Whatever happens there. I feel like you're going to have Witch Queen. Even if Lightfall doesn't hit Witch Queen for story, I feel like it's still probably even like, you know, say Lightfall was an eight just by, you know, or a nine, whatever you want to call it. If it's one number down for Lightfall, for whatever reason, people rank it just not quite as good because it's Savathun, whatever. I feel like Final Shape's going to go nine or ten. I feel like Final Shape mm. is what they're building to. Now, mm-hmm. we have no idea how that's all going to go, but my question to both of you is, mm-hmm. what the hell are we going to do in season 25? Big giant finale, final shape, pyramids, witness traveler, all this fun stuff. All right, that's done. Now we're going to go and rescue people in a cave or we're going to like, what do we do in season 25? Because they say the whole world goes on. I'm actually curious because I haven't had a chance to ask both of you guys since I've been like running this through my head for a little. What do you think we do in season 25, 26, 27? They're going to sell final shape as a deluxe edition. There's going to be some dungeons. Like, what are we going to (laughs) do? All right, well, I'm going to let Tease take this over while I think about some random bullshit, and then I will give a really good answer. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I have to imagine that the witness is not the end. Okay. Like, I don't think that Lightfall and Final Shape lead to conquering the witness. Because you think about, like, the, the idea of a witness and disciples is very rooted in, you know, ancient religion. And... <laughs> you'd have to be witnessing on behalf of someone or something or some entity or, or belief or, or something in order to have disciples that would follow. Like what's like, what's he preaching? Like that, that's, that seems to be the, or it, what's it preach? Like, it seems to be, that's the, that's the thing that the guardians have to conquer. If, if that really is the root of which he's motivating all, all of, all of the decisions being made, um, you know, to, to take over so the travelers. So do you, you think it just like after the final shape, we get a, a cutscene of something grander. Like if you have the traveler and the witness, you have the gardener and the winnower. Like, do you think? Yeah, I, I like, gotta imagine there's something about. I mean, okay, this is a little bit of an offshoot nerd thing, but like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Clone Wars, like the, okay. the show. My goat. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I love. So the Clone there's Wars this so much. beautiful arc in the Clone Wars show, um, and I won't, I won't get too deep in it for those that still want to watch. But it basically, I'm like takes, at season three, so I'm working my okay. way through. <laughs> There, there's a, there's a moment where that where where Anakin and 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 Obi Wan kind of kind of venture to learn a little bit more about the origins of the light and dark side, and in doing so, kind of uh, come across um, entities that are representative of both. And there's something that they kind of come they kind of learn that above that there is something else, and and there is an origin point of light and dark. And so I wonder if is there an opportunity for destiny in final shape? Is the final shape? the origin of light and dark, not, uh, you know, I, I, or, or, or in simpler, maybe less, uh, less serious terms. You know, we have, we have heat miser and snow miser, you know, who's, who's mother nature in this situation. You know what I mean? Like who's going to get the squabbling brothers to stop. And is there, is there a role the guardians have to play in, in that, um, you know, that's a fair guess. I mean, that's kind of, 
I feel like a natural progression of depending on what happens to the tower. We've got the floating helm now, the solar system. We're running out of how many planets we're going to be able to use. Do you think we ever leave Sol? Do you think we ever leave our solar system and we're on, you know, like the sun is Alpha Centauri or something? Do you think we ever actually venture completely outside of our known universe to go like Destiny, whatever name you want to put on a box or not even a different name since they say two, like whatever happens next, do you think it ever leaves our solar system ever? I'd Gosh, say, I hope so. I'd say that's possible. Yeah. I mean, okay. you know, I think, um, let's say going back to the original question, let's say, uh, the witness gets bested in the final shape. I mean, like, I don't know if in destiny canon we've ever really adventured out of our, you know, solar system. So, uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of hard to imagine that you know the witness could be the sole big bad. You know, may, maybe he's not. Maybe there's something above the witness. Maybe you know, it's just in a different galaxy or whatever. I mean, I, it's a space game, bro. The more space, the better. <laughs> Give me more space. I want to see more, like some more space. weird. I want to see some weird shit that I've never seen before. Like that's you know just just more of the only in destiny kind of stuff, and I feel like you could really do some crazy shit if you go to a completely different system and all that kind of. I mean, I mean the possibilities are endless with sci-fi. Yeah. That's why sci-fi is so awesome. And I don't know. I mean, is the witness going to die in final shape? Maybe if it's the conclusion of light and dark and the whole saga, maybe it has to end with the witness, but. I don't know. I, I think just like T said, hopefully we do. I, I think it would be boring if we just stuck around our solar system the whole time. Yeah. Like they could, there could, they, there are endless possibilities outside the solar system. I mean, at this point, I where would, haven't we been? Uh, Pluto. Pluto. Yeah, Pluto. that's exactly what I was going to say. Pluto. Pluto. Ur Jupiter. Uranus. Uranus. Had, yeah. We've been to Jupiter in canon, right? The Jovian guards are. Hovian guards or well, something. And, and, from there. and as an like Io, moons, one of Jupiter's moons. Yeah. Io's one of Jupiter's yeah, moons. So. You've got. But um, being in game, being able to explore Jupiter yeah. would be I sick. Mean, yeah, yeah, there's like, there's countless moons. Like everybody thought um, Europa was going to be Enceladus, or if I'm saying that right, that's the other like snowy moon or whatever that's kind of in that realm. So, I mean, mm -hmm. they could do that type of stuff, but I'm with you guys. I would love to see them just. All right. You guys know this stuff? Try a whole bunch of stuff you've never heard of ever, and let's just make it up. I think that would be probably the fun way to go. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not like the biggest lore nerd, so just as long as there's like cool things to shoot at. I think after Final <laughs> Shape, stuff that looks we, wicked. I think after Final Shape, we need a new enemy race. Joe's a though. tough customer. Really full experience here. I need I need heads to shoot. I need heads to shoot. It's fine. Yeah, you know, if it's a wicked looking alien. I don't know, like maybe a sea monster on Titan. Then, yo, like I'm totally down. You seem to have a fixation on uh, the since, sea monsters. Ever, ever since Titan, I mean, Titan is like ah. had the most potential as a location, bro. And I'm so mad they didn't expand on it. I, like, it it yeah. made me think of Camino from Star Wars, bro. They could do mm, so much stuff. Yeah, that's true. They yeah. could do so much stuff. Prescott actually had a good thing. Uh, the Nine. We still know very, very, very little about the Nine. So in theory, True. there's more, you know, far. I don't even know if they're on our plane of existence or so far beyond it. The nine would be a very interesting one, I think, go out there. Well, as for one random trailer topic, I think I took us off on enough of a tangent. <laughs> but that <laughs> is what bit. this show yeah. is. That's what this show Tiny is. Tiny tangent, yeah. Tiny tangent. Um, a little, little small one. With regards to features for Lightfall, before I get into our challenge back to Destiny article discussion. Um, 
what are you guys just looking forward to? Like, we have had more of an info dump, I think, for Lightfall than we possibly have ever had for features. Because, like, hey, you're getting void. Mm. It's like, we're getting loadouts. We're getting accommodations. We're getting guardian ranks. You're getting strand. Like, this has got to be one of the biggest feature-filled expansions I can think of in a while. So where are you guys at? What are you looking forward to dabbling with the most? What do you think is going to be fun? What are you worried about? Just All right, featured. Captain Gameplay, you take this one. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll <laughs> take this one. Gameplay. I got a good one in regards to gameplay. So Captain uh, I'm very excited <laughs> to to check out the loadout <laughs> system. All right. Okay. Like, obviously, I think most of us are really excited. One thing I'm not excited for, though, is that they said with the loadout system that we will be able to take things from our vault. But we will not be able to put things back in our I, vault. Like once yep. we take something from our vault with the loadout system, it stays there. So you either Wait, what? Oh yeah, yeah if you, you pull loadouts, it's just gonna your backpack's so just why, gonna get full. Why can I take stuff oh. out my vault, but I can't put what's the point? And then why you're just gonna like I only have like nine slots. Yep. The inventory system is like as ancient as ever. And so like we already have problems with inventory management. So part of me is excited, but the other part of me is like, bro. If if you have the technology to pull it out, we have the technology. Then let me put it back in. <laughs> Sorry, Not Joe, no we can we can we can build your it. sex tape on that one. <laughs> My only fans. If we but, have the technology to pull it out, but but if we got we the technology, technology to, pull to put it, it back out, in, let me put it back <laughs> we in. We have the technology to put it back in. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like how how Demon are we Joe in an demonetized? Is what just happened right there. <laughs> 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 bro how are we in an age where it's like you know they come out with the loadouts and everyone's like yes man this is great i don't need to use dim anymore and the bunchy's like well you're gonna have to use them for putting stuff back in your vault because we can't do that so what you well, should do is basically just leave a browser window open on dim turn farming mode on mm -hmm. and then yep. when you pull stuff out it's always sending stuff back for you and you're just yep. done so just leave farming but mode always on and you're good it still know? sucks. You need to do it both ways, but that's just the way for yeah. now. I, I guess just, like, that's my biggest pet peeve. I didn't even realize that was a thing. So yeah. you just opened my eyes to that. Too. They confirmed I mean, that. You just broke. Kind of you broke his excitement. Just a little piece of his brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, and because I, I was already kind of like, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, not dogging on it because having it in the game will be tight. But like, I was already kind of finding out that it's not going to change. Um, like your emblem and your ship and sparrow and. You are know, you really worried about cosmetics, though? Uh, you are probably That's one the of the game. Oh, oh my god! It's the end okay, game, bro. No. Oh, hold on. Okay, so you have you're gonna be like Cog. If he was here, he would be with you 100%. He's like, all right, before I go into trials, I got to get decked out on the right shaders. I got to yes, have my cinematic, right sparrow, my ghost. The right ghost, uh, the right ship, ship the right amble. Like, all the what? stuff that doesn't affect your gameplay. What game are you playing that it doesn't want it? Who are you? <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Oh my gosh, dude. You're this like when I queue into trials and see some dude with like a completely mismatched set of gear that has like just great looking stats. Like he just, you know, just didn't I even, mean, didn't even get... make even an ounce of effort to try to even put the same shader on stuff. I mean, the I will say I, I'm very happy with the parent system now because I can actually, because I got so tired of like, all oh, this thing switch outs and I always never knew what piece was on. Now, at least with the parents, I can go ornament, 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 shader and be done. So I appreciate that, but... I just find it funny that you get 
I mean, I was like, the fact that it's most of the way there, that's something they will probably add later. <laughs> but I will tell you that was probably just not a priority. Dude, like, that's I all I'm saying. Part in your own chat, by the I way, know, about fashion. That's, I know. know? Like, I, 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 they're on my side for this one. That's yeah. fine. Somebody has to be the dissenting point. opinion in here. <laughs> no, because you, like, you, you feel Apparently more Apparently it's the guy's channel whose host is going to get ripped to shreds <laughs> by his own chat. Somebody's got to do it. You feel more powerful when you're looking good. Like when I'm sitting there as like a heart yes! of the most light Titan, you know, like I got to build my look around the exotic. And if mm -hmm. I change my exotic, yep. I got to change my whole look because yep. I got to make it work with what else I put on. If That's I'm not amen. looking sexy, preach, preach. Hallelujah, if I'm not amen. looking sexy while I'm killing aliens, Saint what's the just point? Chimed in. Uh -huh. You know, just saying. I'm not arguing. No, I'm right. honestly not arguing. I'm just saying like, they will probably try and add that stuff later. It just probably wasn't a priority from the get go. That's all I'm saying. Probably. But uh, but I totally get which, where you guys are at. Looking good, feeling good, comfortable in your own skin, ready to kick some butt. We're good. I I've described Bungie in the same way that I describe Apple to a lot of people. And what I mean by that is, very rarely is Bungie the first to do something. Yeah. <laughs> but when they do it, they will do it in a way that is nearly perfectly executed not i'm not specifically talking about things like matchmaking because that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole that's podcast I'm talking yeah about. i'm we'll talking get, about, we'll get there, I'm talking about like ui game systems like that okay perfect example of this this is something they did first actually that that nobody else has done so maybe it's a bad example for this specific for what i'm talking about but find one other game where you can edit your character on a loading screen i'm currently trying to prove you wrong but it's not boating well. No, if you're, yeah, if you're loading <laughs> as long enough, you can do it. It'll kick you out. But if you're loading as long enough, you can do it. No, but I mean, like when you're flying to a different planet, yeah, that's a loading screen. Oh, I know. Right? Yeah. And the whole time when I'm matchmaking, that's a loading screen. And the whole time I'm in there swapping shaders and flip flopping my armor and choosing different mods and doing everything because it exists on a completely separate system for however whatever voodoo they have going on in the background to let right. me do that. Every other game I've ever wanted to do that in division. Anthem, mm. Borderland. Like, fi find me any other game where you're trying to change your cosmetic. Can you do it unless your boots on the ground playing the game? Nope, sure can't. Yeah. That, yeah, I mean, I've never really like thought about it like that, but like it is kind of huge. Like, I can it before I load into a mission, right? I don't need to sit there and tweak my loadout. I can just start loading into the mission yep. and then change my stuff. I'm killing two birds with one stone at that point. Yep. That's that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't really thought about that, but yeah, that that is one of like the bungee exclusive features yeah. that goes so hard. That's yeah. crazy. On the other side, we have to we have a like there's there are two sides to this coin. This is the bungee coin. You have the head side, which is what Tej just talked about. Cool <laughs> systems like the UI that we have like started showing up. It it's in Hogwarts. Okay, the UI is freaking everywhere. Mm. On the other side of that coin. Hogwarts did is a brand new game and did transmog better than destiny has done in years because smiley face one, we have a cap and two, you have to pay for any of it. And it's not everything you've ever unlocked and seen ever. And it's just like, you know, we had outriders just say, Oh, you've seen it. Do it. Hogwarts just yeah. did it. And I'm like, so there are certain things. And again, we've had the monetization discussion to death on this show previously. So we don't need to beat a dead horse. But yeah, there are times when Bungie does something very well, and there are other times when I have ultimate head-scratching moments when it comes to stuff that they choose to do. I, mm. I will say, not to not to derail us into the monetization concept, but I, I, I have one thing that I tell people whenever I get the monetization discussion going, which is that 
not a single game that has tried to compete with Destiny has made it. And part of me has to at least wonder if due to the size of the studio, the amount of things they work on at any given time, that the fact that us bozos keep paying for this stuff, because <laughs> I've bought my fair share of cosmetic transmog little vials or whatever the heck they're called, synth, 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 synth weave, jars. maybe. Sure. There it is. That's the one, the weaves, sure, whatever. Yeah, maybe. Um, I could be wrong. Is, is part of what's sustaining the ability for Destiny to have literally lasted eight years and not been completely washed away by even a single new IP that has come mm -hmm. out to try to operate in the same space. Yeah. I mean, trust me. It's like, if I, I would <laughs> love to see like some financial numbers over like how many people are buying transmogs. I mean, granted people love cosmetic sets of armor and they have figured out the price point along with all the other games of how much these things cost. They just, that apparently data analytics, they get that. My issue is when you tell someone, and it's in the TWAB, I think, somewhere, where now the legacy pack is going to contain Shadowkeep, uh, Beyond Light, Witch Queen, but the Forsaken pack is still an extra thing that you can buy. Mm. And, th like, the 30th anniversary, if it's not on sale, which is Dares, which is free, by the way, so it's basically just a dungeon and a sh rocket launcher and a... Uh, and just cosmetics. Yeah. That is $25, not on sale. And I'm going, how, wh why? Forsaken expansion pack, which is a dungeon, which has not been updated. A raid, which has not been updated. <laughs> and, you, and you get some exotics. The exotics are pretty much, so you're paying for the exotic pack. Like, there are certain things that should, in my opinion, at this point, especially because we've had, we had a couple of Travis's friends who were on here and they were brand new players. One was like pretty casual, getting a little bit here, there, where they can. The other was like six months, brand new, but kind of dove in deep. And either way they face it, like if you're a new player and you log in in the middle of like the third season of a year, you have more pop-up windows that flash at you every time. I mean, he loaded in one and he had the Witch Queen mission. The next thing he knew, Saint and Osiris were having Nez Cafe and he had no idea what the hell was going on. So like... <laughs> I've never heard it referred to that way before and I'm just, I'm just having to process for a second. You haven't heard that? No. <laughs> You haven't heard the nest because he makes no. him tea. He makes him I tea, <laughs> and it's Nezrak, So you put them together. Somehow you've made something that I found completely disturbing and uncomfortable, even more disturbing and uncomfortable. <laughs> and I don't know how you did it, but you did it very simply and very quickly. So thank you for that. You're welcome. That's what we do here. We make you uncomfortable. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm glad it fixed Osiris. Like that's all good and stuff. But now I'm thinking about like. <laughs> those jars were around like a long time like that's super <laughs> gross like it's kind of like did you watch the mummy and those like jars he had it's like drinking that stuff and that just can't be good i feel i don't like, know I have if, there are not enough joe filters. rogan to pop in on the animatic and be like you know welcome to fear factor like we're getting like i just you know like and i just it ugh. <laughs> um it's cafe yeah so i don't even know where i was i totally lost my train of thought you're talking about like new player pop-up. Oh yeah, the new player experience. Yeah. Um, so it's just the point to where I know their pricing model allows them to make money. Now mm. they do have the comfort of a Sony backing them and they're not gonna <laughs> hopefully fail. Now, granted, mm. I know that three point six billion dollars goes lots of different places. We it's understand just a few few billion, yeah. you know. But the yeah. idea is my I know we recently in this season, I think uh, some I think 
Destiny Bulletin or whoever, no, Blueberries, was showing like the stats for this season, like towards the end, they've actually been climbing a little bit. The player population for Steam has been going up a little bit, which is nice to see. But in general, like over the course of expansion after expansion after expansion, you do just bleed players if they log in and hit 17 paywalls. And I, this is kind of where some of the stuff needs simplified. I know you have the legacy collection, but like how much do you think the legacy collection should cost when you're talking about Shadow Keep? Beyond Light, Witch Queen's good, but now it's going to be a year old. Should it be a $60 pack? Should Forsaken be 25 30th anniversary? I added up when it was not on sale before Lightfall came out. If you wanted Lightfall and everything else, it was $210. Bucks. Mm. That's too much, in my opinion. That's, that's tough. I mean, if you were like 120 for the whole package, that could be a little easier pill to swallow, or 140 maybe if you're going to go Legacy for 40 But the old stuff, all piecemealing, just... That's the part for me. They, I mean, the whole transmog and because it's like a live service game, but you buy expansions, you buy season passes, you buy dungeon keys, you buy cosmetics. So it's free to play, but not free to play. And then 14 things mm. in between. So that's where it's like, I understand. But also at this point, I feel like they're probably doing OK. Some yeah. of some of the stuff could probably use a little balance. So that's all. So. Yeah, <sighs> I, I agree with that. I um. Like, I know they need to make money and stuff, but like you said, between, like, the expansions and obviously Eververse for a long time has been extremely profitable, um, as we can tell by the number of cosmetics that come out. Oh, like, man, they're never, we're never around. short there. Um, <laughs> man, it just, yeah, Ever. like, you know, they implemented, uh, you know, the whole competitive rework and stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah, so the cosmetics for this are going to come, like, six months later. Yeah. And then the dawning rolled around like a week after that announcement. And it's just got like mountains of cosmetics. Like you could have <laughs> taken one designer for the dawning shit and put him on competitive PVP. Like you, you made this whole rework, but you had like no reason to engage with it yeah. outside of a pistol already in the game. Well, you know, like the priorities are a little whack in terms of monetization versus player incentive via gameplay. Um, I mean, they got to make money somehow. And like T said, Bungie's literally the only company doing this. So it's, it's not like, like they I'll, got any I'll competition. Give them that. I'll give them that. They have survived you know, like, sometimes despite themselves, I feel like. But yes, they have survived. Well, like we, we've invested our time. This is a good example. I've invested a lot of money into Destiny. But that money has been very well invested Hurt. because Destiny's not going anywhere, right? <laughs> um, I paid $80 for Anthem. I bought the like Same, the, the insane oh, yeah. edition. I think I did EA. I did EA Play Pro actually, so I got Bro, my, oh, my yeah. money instantly down the drain. It's gone, yeah, dude. you know. So at least gone, if baby. I buy like the hundred dollar version of Destiny, I have three hundred and sixty five days worth of shit to do. I mean, some of those days I might not be doing some shit, but at least it's not like Anthem, and it doesn't get completely wiped. So. Yeah, the monetization can be a little egregious sometimes, but it's not like there's another company out there that's doing what Bungie's doing. So at the very least, I don't know. I, I can give them respect for that. Yeah, I would rather pay more for the current content if newer players could have some of the old content come with that new package. Like, hmm. if the Deluxe Edition was 120 and I know this is where everybody's going to be like, oh, where's the price tag that pisses everybody off? But, like, if the Deluxe light bulb was 120 instead of 100 but the Forsaken pack, the 30th anniversary and some other stuff was free and allowed new players to have a little more like if they're, hey, what's the free to play experience? Well, it's a little better now. That's mm. the that's the trade off where I feel like they could start kind of leaning into. Like us you addicted ones, take? they got they got us. <laughs> I'm yeah. paying this, you know, it's in the veins. What's the hot take? I just, subscription. 
I would whole, do that in a heartbeat, man. Yeah. I would do a lot of people. Subscription, dude. A lot like, of people will say they don't want the subscription, but we're literally already doing oh, a subscription. Yeah. We're doing it's just, just every three dude. months. Yeah, we're doing eight dollars a month. Just make it ten bucks a month, and I'm done. Yeah, make it a simple like, nine ninety nine, and, like, and, and like, I'll forget would... about it. Like every other streaming subscription i have <laughs> i think you can throw in benefits to that too right like you can just say you yeah, know free silver you... every month for the well i not even free like even even think about like like no limit on synthesis bounties right yeah there you go yeah. like yeah. just keep you you want to go back and keep paying eight to ten thousand glimmer but just whatever just let us do as many as we want like yeah. little like obviously it's gonna have your dungeon pass it's gonna have your, your rates like it's gonna have all the stuff you'd already have anyway from a deluxe and like you know you just you just sit there and you wait and sure then maybe you say you know what in every annual expansion because it's got a kick-ass campaign in it and all the voice actors we had to pay and all these different things there's you know 50 60 bucks a year whatever that is on top of your city <laughs> that's what final fantasy 14 does and look at it, it's the most popular mo in the world yeah like you know like it's just well, like wow's like, been doing it too like both of those right. have figured like, something out they're, they're, they got something going on here. I, I remember uh, like ESO, Elder Scrolls Online. You could get like the premium version of that, like the subscription version. And for as long as you have the subscription, you have all the content in the game plus benefits. So if I'm a new player and I'm like, man, like I, I don't know if I'm gonna like this Destiny stuff, but I want to have the full experience. Pay $10 for one month. I get Witch Queen, Shadowkeep, Forsaken, everything unlocked for the month that I'm paying the $10. And if I cancel my subscription, then, you know, I can keep my loot, but I can't play the content anymore. Kind of like how Game Pass was for yeah. console players. I think a subscription would help big time for new players. You buy, you pay 10 bucks. You know, <laughs> I, I did that with, um, whenever that, uh, that, that, uh, Jedi Fallen Order game came yep. out. I bought like the EA subscription for $5, played it for a month, beat it, and then canceled it. Yep. So as a new player coming into Destiny, I'm like, okay, I'll drop $10 for this month. I got all the content available to me. I'll play as much as I want. And if I enjoy it, I'll stick around, keep paying that $10. If not, then I'll get out. I guess this brings me back to Witch Queen is free for three days right now. The Witch Queen campaign. It is <laughs> only for three days. Now, <laughs> a lot of people... Weekend. I was like, it's a weekend, but a lot of people don't typically have, like, the average gamer, not us crazy people who make content and live in these things. The average gamer, you don't even know if they have, like, what is the Witch Queen campaign for a casual gamer going to take them about 10 hours, maybe, if they're yeah. going to do it. So yeah. it's like, they may not have 10 hours in the weekend to do it, so maybe they get two-thirds of the way through. Then they're like, oh, what do we? What do you do to play it? Oh, I got to pay sport. How much? Just So it's like... Uh... If it's Bungie's pricing, sure, but I think the platforms right now, especially, have docked Witch Queen to like twenty bucks for the deluxe. Witch Queen was, yeah, really it's cheap right now. right now. It's but again, reasonable. it's always like, how long do those last? I never quite know. But yeah, it's mm. yeah, Witch Queen's very, very cheap right now for sure. So it's like, if you're yeah. looking to pick it up, <laughs> by the way, Witch Queen twenty bucks deluxe edition. Now, granted, yeah, it doesn't really do you too much, but unless you just want to no life it for three days, it's just weird. It feels like. So when they do something like, hey, here's Witch Queen, it's only three days. And it's it's those little moments where, hey, here's this little tease so we can get you to yeah. like it and play a little bit more. So it's like, it's it nice cool that it was, it was like a week before, you know, yeah. like a whole week. You get to try it right before Lightfall. Get caught up with the campaign, beat the campaign, and then that'll hook you in for Lightfall or something. Yeah. But instead, it's like, like you said, only like really hardcore gamers are probably going to be the ones that engage with this opportunity. Whereas other people are probably going to get a few missions in, you know, they'll do their real life stuff. And then by the end, they probably won't even beat it and be like, eh, whatever. They don't really get attached or anything. And yeah, I feel, I feel like, I mean, I like what Bungie's doing. It's cool that they're doing it. But if you're trying to hook in a more casual player base and get people really involved, you can't just say on a whim, 
oh yeah, starting now, you got three days. Yeah, you know? it, it didn't get a lot of, I guess, build up either, as you said. So that's the right, right. It was just out of nowhere. You got three days. I'm like, you have 72 hours to do what? Cool. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, do Val. Yeah. Do, Never played do, the game before. Do Val in three days. <laughs> yeah. If you do preservation, you'll see part of Val. Um, so I guess we are about an hour in, so you can kind of transition. The difficulty article. Challenge mm -hmm. bringing it back to Destiny. My general take from this is they wanted to normalize the difficulty scaling for basically every activity. Legends this, heroes this, masters this. There's no more adept because adept was kind of useless anyway. Um, grandmasters are 25. We kind of got the levels. So difficulty scaling wise, like if I post up a video, and again, my news videos are not the biggest in the world by any stretch. There are a lot of people in the comments who are not happy about this. And I wanted to get your guys' takes from... Just the thoughts of, oh, now a legend difficulty, I'm going to be minus 15 power level. And the idea of it feeling that way. And I was curious your guys' takes on just, this is okay. Teej, uh, how you feeling about the difficulty scaling, bud? Oh my gosh. Uh, listen, I am, I am the last person who wants Destiny to cater itself towards the world's first winners. Okay, I'm the last person that wants that. So don't I don't want to be grouped in with uh, some name high profile personalities that have gone very public about their destiny is too easy opinions. I won't name anybody specifically, but anyway, I don't want to be that. But this article in particular focused on the Vanguard Ops playlist, which if you play the Vanguard Ops playlist, which doesn't have a difficulty selector. Yeah, it's kindergarten. It's a meme. It doesn't. There is zero difficult. My mother could make it through three heroic strikes for a pinnacle every every Tuesday. Okay, <laughs> and that's saying something because she doesn't play shooters or any video games at all. And so, like you know, when when you've got when around a gambit, which we'll talk about later, is more difficult from a combat perspective than the yeah. entirety of the strikes playlist. I get mowed down by gambit ads all the time. Mm. The, that's a problem. Is what is what it is. It's not. It's it's not about difficulty at that point. It's about the fact that you have a core gameplay feature, ritual activity that you're putting effort into and you want to revamp and all these things. And you can literally tie your hands behind your back, play with your nose and a controller on the desk and make it through the strikes. Like it's, it's real. Like that's, that's, that's not good. So to say that there's going to be just a, just a, you just have to pay attention is the difficulty <clears throat> increase here. You just have to, Point just have to keep your eyes this open this way. You know, I, I don't think there's much reason to complain. Yeah, Joe. Uh, I completely agree. Like uh, T said, literally Gambit ads are so much more of a threat oh, than man. like the base enemies in PvE. Dude, and not only does this apply to the Vanguard Ops playlist, this applies to raids. It is so hard to die to an ad in a raid activity. Like just load up a regular raid, load up DSC. Bro, ads... They don't do anything. I remember there's, there was a clip of day one Deep Stone Crypt where Dado was on the third encounter and he is standing still trying to get the ads to kill him so that he can wipe. And they still were having trouble killing him so that they could wipe. Like the Gambit ads are so much more of a threat than they are in just regular PvE. And I mean, I get it. There's a lot of people, they hear that the game is going to get more difficult and they don't want it to get more difficult. Theoretically, if you didn't want to upset people like with the Vanguard Ops playlist, you could just go back to like a Destiny 1 system and allow us to select like 
I thought that it would be cool if they made like a legendary strike playlist. You the get double the loot, stuff you extra take, rep. Yeah, now, and then for clarity here, load in there. they're keeping hero, right? Uh, yeah, Adept is going. Keep hero, Adept is Adept out of is going. Is gone. Staying. Vanguard yeah, also just has no power advantage. So instead of being like whatever over your because it's thirteen fifty, Vanguard Ops is thirteen fifty. Right. So in four fifty mm. ninety. 16, 21, or whatever crazy people are, whatever as high as that Delta Scaler goes, you get an advantage. At this point, yeah. I think, Teej, as you said, the best way to say it is you're going to need to just look at your screen. You're going to yes. need to pick up the controller yeah. and probably click the button a few times. And I, I, may, sound like a, I may sound like a Dado, hashtag Dado doesn't care like ass in this situation to be like, you need to pay attention. But like Heist Battlegrounds felt wonderful this season yes it did mm -hmm. yeah, and that's sure a step did. above what vanguard ops is going to be vanguard ops yep. is going to just like and this is what i guessed i was like vanguard ops is probably <laughs> going to be a zero and then yep. you know heist yeah, battlegrounds you minus five it. yeah you're matching them you shoot them yeah. they shoot back not that big of a deal it's not like i'm going to go into grandmaster look at the insight terminus purple fire on the ground and just die cannot yeah. tell you how mad that stuff makes me of which that stuff's actually not getting as... And that's the other piece, too, is between the surges and the threats, we have more flexibility. We also have it easier. I don't know if you guys caught this, but but threats uh, are 25% yes. the same way the surges are. Right that's, now, yeah. burns are 25 out, 50, 50 in. in. And that's the one, yeah. like, for me, when I was trying to... I finally did. I soloed it twice. I soloed Insight Terminus Grandmaster. And it's the stupid... Oh. You sweaty lord, my goodness, that's horrible. I did it, well, I did it once on, like, Tuesday or Wednesday, like, my first early attempts, so I was like, I knocked out, and I was like, all right, let me record this, and I want to do one more. It took me the rest of the friggin' week to get it the <laughs> second time. I cannot tell you how many deaths I have recorded, and a lot of those, like, I could get popped in the air by the boss, this little, like, boop, that was not as bad, but if that purple fire touched my pinky toe's hair, <laughs> you're done. So mm. the fact that the the burn the threat is half as bad, I think yeah. will make things like grandmasters and things like um, masters actually more manageable because you may get a little less one shot. They may be a little chunkier, sure. and they may take a few more like trigger pulls. But on the other sure. side, you're probably going to get less of those like, hey, it's a solar burn one shot from a solar snipe. Like that feels like there's going to be a bit more of a give and take. And I'm actually. I think that's going to balance out. And then on top of surge and overcharge, like your whole damn loadout's going to be 25% anyway, if you just pay mm -hmm. attention. Yeah. And I think that's the other piece. So surge, we're going to have strand all season, pretty much everywhere you look. And then yep. it's going to be void or solar. And if you look at the artifact yep. bonds, which we'll get to, they're all over it. The other side yep. is overcharged. Anti-champion weapons are basically just straight overcharged in high difficulty stuff. So if you match an anti-champion mod, you're getting the bonus there. If your subclass is part of the surge, your kinetic weapon is now. Hello, Arbalist. Welcome back, little buddy. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm so bored of Arbalist I will, I'm linear fusions. In general. I'm not going to argue that. Just, I don't know. I do it. The gun got kind of nerfed, but not that much of a nerf. It was like 7 or 8%. Yeah, but not then enough. now with this, if it's kinetic and you match, it's back. <clears throat> it's good to go. It's fine. And better. Yeah. And well, yeah. I mean, match game's not there, so it doesn't actually hold as much weight, which is good because it's mostly about breaking the shields. Um, we have a lot of options for stunning champions and stuff, but between pretty much surges and overcharges, I feel most of your loadout is going to be high difficulty stuff, at least pretty much 25% boosted. Almost everything you throw out there. And then coming in, as you said, we have less. 
Yeah. The burn is not going to be as lethal. Now, is a Grandmaster still going to hurt? Yeah. Don't stand in the open and get shot by everybody. But like the peak in, the pinky toe is not going to blow off your whole game. Is my whole point. So uh, yeah. is there anything in this article for you guys where it's like, uh, we'll get to the updates on rewards in a second, but surges, difficulty scaling. Joe, where are you at with like surges and threats and overcharges? Is there anything you're like, like, where are you falling on that type of change? Because overcharges are kind of a new thing. I mean, I don't know. It, it seems fine. Like, it, I, I didn't really think any of that stuff was like necessary. Uh, you know, you take the surge and the threat, you just take an age old concept from Destiny 1, such as a burn, and you just split them into two different things. Uh, I guess that gives you more flexibility as far as modifiers are concerned and, and whatnot. I mean, that's cool. The overcharge thing, yeah, that's great. Um, hot take though, like elitist captain gameplay take. Like, I know that Bungie said, like, bringing <laughs> challenge game. back to Destiny, but like, when you take into account that <clears throat> threats are less than burns in terms of damage taken and you take into account things like surges and overcharges, elitist take here, but the enemies are getting like a certain percentage more difficult, and we are getting exponentially percentage more powerful. If you take into account like some of the new fragments that I've seen with like Void 3.0 that they're bringing, and so and, and just some of the new additions, oh, like yeah, like with killing, getting matching, over shield, that one looks fun. Like the whole thing, like with, with with overcharges, and it like makes your kinetic weapons like crazy powerful and stuff. Izanagi's burden just just gonna one shot oh. everything, or like Arbalist, you know? Like I feel like, hey, yeah, the enemies guys, they're getting tougher, and you're getting more powerful. So it's like, what's the point? Like I, elitist take, but I genuinely think I, we're going to be I more don't think powerful. That's very elitist. I, I think like, that's no, pretty I think, take, I think it's just it's for null and void. It's like tepid, a, you know, it's a we take, take less damage. We take less damage. Our arbalist and Izanagi is going to do more damage. We have things with void 3.0. Like oh well, if you kill an enemy while you have no shield, you get an overshield. It's like, dude, I just it just sounds like we're just getting more powerful. And they're just saying the enemies are getting more powerful. When in reality, we're about to take less damage. We're about to deal more damage. We're getting crazy build crafting potential in the new fragments. And the build crafting system is getting simplified to be like an orbs of power system, and which is just going to feed into so much stuff, like getting your super and getting bonus weapon damage and just getting devour if you're running void. And it's just like, I just think we're going to be more powerful than we are now. Like, yeah, resilience is getting a 10% nerf, but look at everything else we're getting. Yeah. I, I, I genuinely think that the game might get easier. But um, with most of this stuff, like it's all it's on paper, so it's hard to tell. Right. Uh, it sounds interesting. We'll have to see how it is in practice. But just from what I'm seeing, I think, you know. <laughs> I think we're just going to be really powerful, dude. We're, you know, I, mean, I think the biggest thing is we're going to be fine. Everybody's freaking out or like, you know, everybody's yeah, at the very saying, least, it's at the very least, we're definitely little. fine. I think right. you said it well. It's like, I think it's going to net out to be pretty neutral of it. We're stronger. They're stronger. We have a little less resilience, but then we're going to be like having overshields potentially or your restoration. And they also said like solar weapon mods. If you lean into a certain type in the artifact, because we have the artifact yeah. previews, those are going to be cheaper. And then the grenade mods, I can only imagine a warlock devour grenade, crazy build. There's yeah, so much stuff. There's going to be us. a lot of options. And I'm really looking forward to loadouts because just to be able to have three mod slots, put whatever you want to. If you want to go all in like grenade recharge in every way possible. If I do melee damage, if I cast my class ability, it's like, and then now some of those things are going to be cheaper as well. I think if you dig a little bit, and I will say 
if anybody wants like a really entertaining, if you're okay with the idea of it, but go watch Dado's video over this yesterday that he put out and just his tone of voice for about 20 minutes after he gets through about the first six or seven intro, but about his tone of voice for about 20 minutes is just hilarious. He's just like, guys, we're talking about Vanguard ops. And it was kind of like exactly what you said at the start. I'm like, it is not that big of a deal. And on top, and they finally actually updated today the rewards. Like every reward from legend, hero, master, grandmaster, they're all better. Every one of the rewards just got better. So it may be a mm. little more difficult, but guess what? Now your time is better spent. You can do a legend nightfall and have a chance at an ascendant chart. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yep, that's that Boy, got updated. Just... Updated today. Yeah, so it's like, you know, put in the extra work, get in the extra. Getting the extra rewards. I mean, yeah, I did just, you have? Did I you want to add Melita's take there, Teach? I well, heard no, I don't want to add Melita's take too. I, I, I guess I just feel like, and I'm, I'm actually, I'm okay with that. I mean, I think that people should be able to masterwork their armor. I don't, I don't really like the idea of like I, I have, I've been fortunate to meet a bunch of new lights recently, and 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 you know, the biggest one of the biggest things I hear is that you know, oh, I love to masterwork my gear, but I can't, I can't afford yeah. shards, or I can't buy the shiny. I don't, I, I'm not ready for GMs and all these different things. So, to me. I'm fine with that. My my thought is that, you know, we've we've heard that the alloys are not going anywhere. We're still going to have alloys for enhanced mm. perks, and I need them to increase the sources of ascendant alloys. Or at least make yes. a 50-50 coin toss days. in GMs and these men and master content, like yeah. One of each. Like mm-hmm. like I I'm so sick of being like, okay, I really want a shard, so the best thing for me to do is to play master heist maybe or run the weekly campaign mission maybe. Like wellspring. Like, yes. Like oh, like it's just yeah, well, it's, like you know what we I want to I want to craft weapons. It's already a pain in the in the in the rear to level them, but if I get them up there, I want to enhance them. And let me tell you, man, that economy for those alloys is rough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you yeah. If you enhance perk two weapons, you're broke yep <laughs> you're like i have ten thousand, and that whole in the slums oh i mean we're i mean it. over the course of this entire year we went from having a theoretical 50 currencies which we never saw for all of the different perk currencies then we got mm. to like five currencies then we got down to one currency now that whole thing is going away the only thing that they have said that might be staying around is the ascendant alloys because the two radiant and harmonic which is like the raid alloy those are going away in a future season too so literally it's like yeah the systems they started with, yep, not even remotely the same. They're going to have one thing left over. So this has been quite the crafting beta test year of trying to figure out this system. But I am yeah. with you. The alloys need to be just have, yeah, but a chance at an ascendant alloy in you know a master nightfall or just other places, just a chance. Yeah. Could see this. You could see this. Maybe this. I that think or you could make them more accessible than shards. Because at the end of the day, the only way people are using these alloys is if they bother to level their weapons up to a certain point, which is a much, much more grandiose commitment than getting a piece of armor and wanting to masterwork it. Yeah. And you don't do it that often. Like, if I've got one weapon leveled up, used it far, the next time I'm going to do that is probably going to be a hot minute. So I don't need to do it Mm -hmm. that often. No. But the fact that if you do actually run out, you're like, oh, God. So, no, I'm with you Al- there. Alloys to me feel like that should be a standard reward for playing the game and within it with a reasonable cadence. Yeah. yeah. And I'd say that uh, that's fair. Like you could use an ascendant shard to max out your armor and then get like this insanely like crazy build. 
or you could get an alloy, which is going to give you plus five reload on Dragonfly. <laughs> like, what the fuck, bro? Like, why are we gatekeeping alloys for plus five reload, dude? You yeah. know what I mean? You're not, yeah, you're not wrong. Like, you get come through the on, perks. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you enhance it when you get around to it because it's not right. that big of a deal. Yeah, I already got to do the work of leveling up a terrible weapon. I either yeah. go to Shirochi or I'm forced to use Eye of the Storm Rangefinder on Dregs, you know? And then I get my really, really underwhelming enhanced perk. Like, yeah, it should definitely, they should just kind of be naturally flowing. Now, speaking of difficulties, the one yeah. thing in this article that I was not a fan of personally, and I was <laughs> vehemently against this actually. Oh, that's a, that's a big $10 word. I've never heard word. that word before. Vehemently? Vehemently? Never oh, I it. love that. It's a great, you got to start using it. It's a really, yeah. it's a really I good think, one. I think I'm going to add it to my vocabulary right yeah. now. Also, uh, look up Perseverate. That'll mess with you for a second. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> okay, that one even, I don't know. Perseverate. It's basically this to better fixate. not be something bad. No, it's it? basically to fixate on something, but our friend is a dietitian. She works in a hospital. So it's like if somebody has like dementia or something, they basically, they fixate on one thing like very, a lot, but it's basically, they oh. call it perseverating. Anyway, yeah, I learned new words too, but yeah. Um sure. So equipment is locked on legend and master difficulties as well as grandmaster. I'm like, fine. I'm not going to die on that hill. Yep. Matchmaking yep. is still on hero, but closed on legend is the one that pisses me off so much. Cringe. Why? It does not. Matchmaking should be turned on on legend. You have master, you have grandmaster that are not. Legend should have matchmaking Disagree. as an option. Disagree. Okay. <laughs> let me let. Let me hear your point. Uh, where are you at on this one, Joe? Are you for or against? Or okay. are you going to be the? Are you going to be the judge? Can you be? Uh... Okay. What I will say is that I think pretty much everything should have optional matchmaking, at the very least. Because I mean, like it, it's there. Like, you're not for, you're not forced to to interact with it. But what I will say in defense of Tej, like highest battlegrounds, where are they? Negative five or negative ten? Negative five. Negative five. Dude, the blueberries you get in highest battlegrounds are horrendous like i have i have played with some people in highest battlegrounds that like genuinely i question if they have thumbs or not it's bad uh they don't have champion mods they die to dregs and regular ads and stuff so matchmaking yeah you have the potential if you do opt into it to get some of the most horrible players in the universe but at the end of the day I think it still should be an option. I don't feel like it's doing any harm by existing. It's just that, are you brave enough to take your chances on, you know, getting Timmy two shoes in your fire team? Or are you going to try to get okay, like, some so, kind of giga Chad, you know? All right. Do you want me to go first teach or do you want to go first? You go ahead. Okay. So teach is going to completely break down. your. I, I'm, gonna, I'm loving it. I, I want to hear, I want to hear why. So, one of the things Dissect they did for Legend, everything. one of the things they did for Legend, they already have it set up. You cannot try and enter Legend until you're 1800, which means you have done the complete powerful grind, which means you are somewhat committed to the game. Not a ton, but it's not just like, see, the like High Battlegrounds makes you minus five, whether you're 1350 or 1590. So 1800, you got to kind of commit to get through it. The other piece that I would say would be a requirement for this is locked loadout for legends should be off. 
and what that would allow you to do. I agree with that. Matchmaking should be on for Legend, and <laughs> Lock Loadout should be off for Legend. I give you 10 points and agree with you on the line, there, but also Matchmaking. You have to throw it in. I know that's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> the reason is, if someone like, you know, anybody listening to this podcast who pays a little more attention to Destiny than normal, you go into an activity and you're like, hey, what champions do I have? Okay, I'm probably going to make sure I've got stuff to cover those. If for some reason you see your blueberries might be a little bit struggle busing, you know you can at least probably switch and cover in on the fly with dim and whatever else you want to do. And that allows you to make the switch to be like, okay, they're having issues. I've got to handle champions, but we'll get through it together. Because I have not done enough, like, go to Bungie.net, community, find a fire team, no microphone. I've got through enough stuff on... I've done a master wellspring without a microphone. Just find a fire team, random people, smash your way through it, and you get through it fine. The fact that a legend nightfall still doesn't have matchmaking, I'm going. And the other piece is like we got nine months now until we get to in-game LFG. Mm. So that's gonna be there anyway. I just think the legend is like that way for a player who wants to do a little more, but can't quite get to the master difficulty. And again, legend is that level now with that like chance, baby, baby chance at an ascendant shard that if they could match make into that, they'd have that shot of mm. getting that ascendant shard mm. now. So it's like all of those pieces together. One of the, but the level cap was big. Cause I don't want some like 1601 be like, Ooh, that legend nightfall looks fun. I'm like, what the hell are you doing in here? No, I don't want you in there. But if you're 1800, you made it that far in, mm -hmm. I'm probably going to give you a little bit of a, a chance. That's where I'm at. Okay. Now, shoot holes in my entire argument. Go. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 not even about shooting holes because your argument's pretty good. And I think from the perspective of completions in the playlist, I think you're, there's probably advantages to having some matchmaking in place. I don't, I, so I'm not, not going to dismiss that at all. What I am going to say is as it stands right now for any number of seasonal challenges, title triumphs, bounties, weapon leveling, any other thing, I currently have no way to be alone and complete the things I need to complete over a few strikes instead of 20 yep. or without it taking me four hours on master to do by myself. There is so optional there, matchmaking hundred percent on that legend is the place I can go when dead eye gilding requires That's me to get a so gajillion real. nightfall kills without dying or that, finishing the nightfall. Now, do you want to know what's actually so real? Do you want to know what this actually means? The root of the cause is not the matchmaking. The root of the yeah. cause is the design of the bounties well, of, of the seasonal challenges. So again, well, fix sure. the bounties, fix the seasonal challenges. Then this is just an issue that helps more people get involved. Well, <laughs> Hold on. I got one more thing. Okay. I'm, oh, at, okay. I'm, oh. I'm only 90% with you on that. Okay. One. Give me the last 10. I go 90. You go 10. Right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 10. That's great. Yeah. Uh, you went the whole hundred. Why'd you go the whole hundred? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so I, I, I can't remember if I brought this up the last time I was on the show or not, but, but destiny to me is uh, if you're an anime fan, destiny is, is my sorted online. I want to exist in the world of destiny. It doesn't really matter what I'm doing. Sometimes I just log in and hang out at the tower and uh, you know, does that mean that I'm sad and have some things I need to address? Maybe, but like, you know, is, is, but it's, it's, we're here that, at the know? campfire hour with Teach tonight, <laughs> sir. What, no, ails, right, so, what ails you? What ails me? So, so here, here's the thing. The corrupted is a perfect example. This corrupted is a, that is, that is, is a, the prime example of why <laughs> the corrupted is one of the most lore intensive, uh, beautiful, 
in-depth strikes destiny has ever created it has a multitude of environments it has a a decent selection of major encounters that ha- feature completely unique mechanics uh, unavailable anywhere else um in particular i'm thinking of the flipping back and forth between yeah, the, the, ogres. And the yeah the ogres right so uh, and, and, and you have this really, you know, awesome ball charge mechanic that, that you, you know, there's, there's so much to, to love about that strike. Obviously, people don't love doing it 100 times over because it's so long. But one of the things that, that frustrates me to no end when there is new content, and this happened during Witch Queen, it's happened every expansion, you know, since the dawn of time. And I matchmake into something. And uh, Timmy Bounties a lot just wants to basically put on the eager edge and blast through this strike so i spend my entire time getting joining allies every 30 seconds <laughs> that i can't simply enjoy the content bungie has made so legend is a really wonderful way for me to <clears throat> say i'm not gonna get matched with any of you nerds and i'm just gonna come in here and blast away and relax at my leisure check out the strike enjoy the environment enjoy the game and not worry about the absolute blitz of the content because I think that like that that to me is maybe like maybe that's my pet peeve with 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 a lot of uh, you know I will say I will say the majority of the Destiny community because I know I'm in the minority is that like the idea that we blitz content is just so like I I it frustrates me no and that's where the option of matchmaking would you like a freelance nightfall or would you like a regular nightfall yeah, and you could we... matchmake as an option and I think that would. Yeah solve both because somebody's like i don't know if i can do this by myself please is somebody else out there who can help me teach i want to do this on my own you idiots leave me alone you solve both and i think you then you could I have agree. a decent yeah. option there but it's just yeah. like but i think legend like master you don't want to just trip into that on accident so it's like nope. so if you need to go find a fire team or if they want that for L- in-game lfg master grandmaster master raids totally fine dungeons like that's not a hill i'm willing to die but like we did legend strikes with one of the seasonal events was it guardian games or something like that guardian and those were like legend strikes with champions and they went basically fine now granted Mm -hmm. corrupted is the one wrench in everybody's strike chain i get that and believe me the ball i mean how have you not figured this out one (laughs) bungie sucks at tutorials Mm -hmm. tell a new player how do i how what are you doing gambit i don't know shoot the guys what are you guys doing i don't know why do I have 15 above my head? They don't have a freaking clue. So tutorials are not like Bungie's strong suit. But yes, the uh, Guardian Games Legend Strike, like enough people could probably figure out to shoot the champions. Some people would just be shooting the stuff. Some people would actually be managing the champions. But yeah, the optional Legend matchmaking, that's just, I would love <clears throat> to see that over. I, I just think that's the one part. They've done it before. They've teased it, but they don't want to put mm. it in so that was my I, I, sorry to beat the discre- the discussion to death but no that no was... no but i mean and i i i think you're like i said that has <laughs> it, ultimately we've we've kind of come to the conclusion that the choice is what's missing not the yeah. uh not the existence of it one way or the other but the option yep. yeah because i i mean we've gone for like so many years and i feel like people have been asking for this kind of stuff forever and it's not necessarily like oh you know i don't we don't want matchmaking for legend but just like teach said there's there's a bunch of different players in Destiny, right? And so where I'm Jimmy joining allies, Tej is like <laughs> the guy that just wants to chill and do a shit. Like, dude, I've done the Corrupted like 18 billion times. Like, you know, I've done the GM of Corrupted over 100 times. Like, I, I don't want to do it anymore. I just want to just shoom, well skate, do my thing. But, you know, part of that's also because the Vanguard Ops playlist is just 
like we were talking about earlier. I will say I wanted yeah, to say, say, say something funny in chat. When, when Jimmy joining allies dies so far ahead, don't you laugh really hard when that happens? <laughs> no, it doesn't all matter. Of a sudden, you've been consumed by the dart, and you're just like, what? No, I what? haven't. I'm right here. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, skated into a wall. Yeah, Oops. speed demon jumped a little too far. Sorry, bud. Yeah, that was just funny. Sorry to interrupt. That was pretty just, good. But, like, I, I get Tej's point. Like, I feel like if Bungie wanted there to be solo matchmaking for everything in the game, I feel like they would have done it already. Maybe there's a technical limitation there. I don't know. But, like, I get it. Uh, Legend not having matchmaking or whatever, it'd be nice for those that want to play solo. But having it as an opt-in thing, if we can't get everything to have opt-in solo matchmaking, then I guess that that would be the best case scenario. Yeah, it feels like it just felt like the way to kind of have a player who wants to like take the next step dip their toe yeah you know? dip their toe with an option mm-hmm. i like that so. yeah I, and i think like you know, that, that's a, it is the appropriate difficulty for that but mm-hmm. i think if you, you add matchmaking you add mandated matchmaking to legend then people like me who have to get 100 nightfall kills and 50 precision kills on valet's x to guild deadeye are now going into master skipping the strike altogether and finding the nearest lost sector to just repeat over and over and over again until that triumph is done and like that's not fun or as Bungie intended or 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 like there there has to be a way for me to do bounties to do triumphs to enjoy the content without you know saving life yes yeah <laughs> i mean that's hopefully this is what i think season of the plunder was the tipping point for the community where we're just like these challenges suck yeah. whether it was 50 uh i can't even remember their name because i probably blacked it out what were the stupid hmm. guy? The champions in the expeditions that we had to kill that would occasionally spawn on timers. What is the name? Ruffians. That champion, and then the people who are like like triumph completionists who had to kill two hundred and fifty champions and expeditions. You made you you picked the wrong number. That is not a fun thing to do. That is a terrible Dude, thing to do. I am so glad you brought this up. Let me get the soapbox. Hold, please. <laughs> Brother, I am not quite the triumph completionist of the year. I definitely don't have them all. I definitely have not worked on getting them all, especially some of the legacy ones that I thought were ridiculous. But since Witch Queen, I've been really trying to knock out every season's triumphs completely. And that one is the one I will not have for the year. And I think that that is like... it. Like how How do you acknowledge the problem by scaling back the the title triumph from whatever it was, 50 to five, yeah, or whatever it was, something yeah. ridiculous. And then not look at the other tron the same triumph, just the it's 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 big brother version. Yep. And just be like, that one's fine. Like it's just mm, No, mm. that was and I think that was the tipping point for a lot of people because it felt like this season felt a little more manageable and better. And hopefully they're learning that. And again, the seasonal challenge is not having to get all three ornaments. Cause I'm like, who wants to do a double reset for every playlist? Because <laughs> yeah. no one's going to do it in Gambit. No, cause uh, we have I did to five resets this season in Gambit. That's impressive. And also have you checked with Scary. your therapist? <laughs> uh, can I tell you why? Can I tell you why? Because drift. Because you are one with the drifter. Well, I mean, sort of, less so <laughs> nowadays. But, uh, but no, it was because so. So I am a I'm a controller player for Clarity on PC. Don't use keyboard mouse. Um, and I'm not super fond of 900 SMGs. 
uh, for the sole purpose that on a controller, they just required that little bit of extra effort that I don't feel like putting in 95% of the time. Plus, I think you spend more time reloading them than you actually do shooting them. Sorry, funnel web users, get over it. Well, that's about uh, to be a thing for funnel web because that uh, oh yeah origin trait. But I I became really in tune with 750s, and I'm really loving Ikelos, obviously. So is everybody else. I'm really loving Unforgiven. It's the perfect repulsor brace build for my Falcons Hunter. Nice. Unforgiven is is goaded. Uh, but in the solar category, yeah, there is but one. That is your guy. <laughs> uh, and borrowed time is the one. And yeah. so my, my hunt for the God roll borrowed time um, required at least three resets to start because I wasn't going to start focusing until I had options in the trees. Yep. Mm. I get you. And so I had to at least get two resets, three resets in, in order to do that. And then of course, with the double weekends and all this stuff and stuff, I've been more bounty stacking and everything else. It's been pretty easy to, to rack up even more of those. Not to mention, they said that game was going to be double rep for like the last nine weeks of the season or whatever that announcement was. That was like, please oh, do your yeah. dredging titles. Please finish playing Gambit. Yeah. Please, please, please. It's double rep for the rest of the season. Yeah. That was uh, uh, good news. I did not get the God roll borrowed time on uh, 65 focuses. Uh, I've never been so shard poor in my entire life. Oh. And um, yeah, got a got a three out of five. That was as close as I could get, even with Damn. perk options. Yep. So. I will say I dumped a lot of engrams into Crucible just to see like one or two chill clip riptides. That is yep. a hard thing to come by in itself because there's way it too is. many perks in those. Op- like I could like yep. they do six on most and then they do 12 on those. I'm like, how about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the, the playlist weapons? <laughs> playlists have like 50,000 every perk <laughs> that can possibly on it be on an SMG. We got we got hold on. How many? Tw- we got 25 perks in the third column, 27 perks in the fourth column. Go. You're like, yeah. have you done the math on that? Yeah, good luck. <laughs> it's wild. No, I get it. Yeah, it's like those. Give me like, you, you could do a few extra, but for the average player, it's just like, no, no. And yeah, the focusing cost still is probably a little too much, but. For the playlist, it totally is. 10 shards tops. 25 yeah, is too like those weapons like, are not just, that great. You just. You they're just, not. Yeah. And yeah it's usually one or two things that you want anyway and i gotta tell you why is focusing armor there even an option <laughs> i don't know dude it's so bad i looked at that yeah. too because they were talking about oh we're gonna lower focusing cost on our armor i'm like who the hell is focusing armor at the vanguard <laughs> okay can we talk about how over the course of the year the uh seasonal vendors got progressively worse at armor focusing for high stat gear yeah because like, you still go to the war table yeah the war table is the only one well haunted haunt crown does pretty good stuff too oh, i've got it, quite a few 67 68s oh, from the ground i've had I'm, bad I'm, luck in everything but the war table Okay. Well, the war, I mean, the war table was like Santa Claus. It just, yeah, yeah. it just spit keeps out giving. high stat, high spike gear. Yeah. No, but like, but the, but the star chart and the exo frame were awful. Yeah. They're not good. Yeah. Somebody asked me how to, how to focus, like what how, to, to do, to do that, to show how to, you know, they're like, oh, how did you get quad hundreds? Show me how you done. Like, okay, well, let me, let me go do it. So I go to the, the exo frame. Like, I haven't focused any armor in this and I don't need it, but I'll show you. You take an umbral, you make sure you got discipline on your ghost, you blah, blah, blah. Here's a chest piece. 54 oh. i'm like are you kidding me dude? well i haven't seen one quite that low i've seen the 56 57s and i'm like well this is a waste oh. of time like, a, like what are you like oh man like this is it was bad so i, I, think, I just like don't use this one that's one mm. of those things about like focusing armor bungie has to know it's like i'm gonna spend the money the currencies i put time in the umbral energy whatever i'm gonna do to get a piece of armor, you know, I want that first number to be six or it's going in the trash. Mm-hmm. Why? Oh, yeah. Like it should. And again, oh, yeah. master raids the same way. Dungeon armor, all that stuff should be. 
at least 61 or above. I don't, if I see a five on that thing, I shouldn't exist because yep. I mean, that's what your basic Vanguard, that's what your, you know, free to play player can go out there and do your Vanguard armor and whatever. Mm. Like that's fine. But your basic drops are that any armor that you spend time focusing or a high level activity six should be the starting number period, because we all know that's the whole point. So I'm with you on that one. Yeah. If you got a 54, that's the worst I've seen. I would I would be down to see them put a a floor of six zero for all armor across all sources in the game. Yeah, because really at the end of the day, even if it's a sixty, if it's if it's six tens, it's still going in the garbage. Yeah. Oh, mm. it's all about the distribution yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like you know I mean like just like make make the game make the the grind about hitting that. That 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 ten interval. Oh, how close can you get to seventy? Like how close you get to sixty? And then with the spikes, right? Like that's because yeah. that's we're already playing that way anyway. Oh yeah, we 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 throw enough sets of dice, take one of them away. But yeah. same thing with exotic yeah. like lost sector farming. I was like, there should be a cap on like four lost sectors. You get one or three or what? Like they're like, oh, we're gonna look at the numbers and see if exotics need to get buffed. I'm like, do it now, <laughs> at a minimum twenty five or fifty percent more frequently. <laughs> Because we haven't you have looked to at the roll. numbers yet. <clears throat> we'll look at them in a minute. Well, it's like you have to first be on the slot of the day. So that's one out of four days in a week. Yeah. Then if it is that slot, you have eight or seven or however many in that slot. Then you got to make sure it's a decent roll and not a 57 or mm-hmm. a 62 or and make sure it's not an Aeon safe. Then you got to do like how many sets of <laughs> dice do I need to throw? Like if you're farming lost sectors like. Every other one, I wouldn't care because there's enough other RNG. You're still not going to probably get what you want. No. So, and no, and that's kind of one of those things for us who live in the game and make content and stream for hours and do all those things. If we struggle with it, the other 75% of the player base who doesn't live in the game like we do, they hate it. Yeah. So I'm like, please just exotic Ingram drop rates in lost sectors. If that's where we're going to farm them, bump that stuff up. So. Man, I, I'll tell you what, I feel like the 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 thing that there's kind of a, you can read between the lines here, right? You see, if you sell the lost sector and you're guaranteed the knockout table, right? That exotic you don't have is going to be your first drop tight. Feels yeah. good. And then they're like, you could farm it and then or you could run GMs when it's double loot week and you'll be showered more exotics oh, and you yeah, know what to do ridiculous. with like, You know, like when you think about the fact that if you run a mat, let's say you're going for max odds, right? Thirty three percent. Max odds, master solo loss sector. You know, unless you're a very efficient player, that run's going to take you anywhere between 15 and 20 minutes. I, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say, unless you're an absolute elite. And, and so that's about half the time of a GM. But you're guaranteed, in some cases, at least two exotics and shards and, and the weapon oh, from a yeah. G. Like, like, there's... Bungie is very clearly telling us, go get your exotic farm and GMs. Get your knockout table for the exotics you're missing from Lost Sectors and do not mm. bother farming Lost Sectors. It's not worth it. And if you're a solo that. player, too bad. <laughs> too bad. Yeah. Well, um, if you're a solo player, enjoy the 33% chance. The, yeah. And, but that's every time. That's not like a, a buildup that it gets better and no. better over time. <laughs> yeah. That's just yeah. one yeah. out of three every time. Every time. It's like, man, yeah. I keep hitting seven. I keep crapping out on seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I probably will transition us to the TWAB. We definitely had our tangent about the trailer, so we're good there. Yeah. Um, shout out to, uh, if you guys are watching, listening to the audio version, by the way, the video version, uh, our wonderful guest tonight is wearing and sporting. We've got uh, Demon Joe sporting the Steel Series. 
headset. Gotta love the light fall. Did you get the desk mat or anything else, or just the headset? Uh, yeah, I got the uh, I gave the mouse or I gave the mouse pad to my dad. Yep, so nice. I did get that. I already have a mouse pad that I like, so I made sure it got a good home. <laughs> yes, we have the new Steel Series stuff. Um, Crucible was mentioned in the TWAB. I haven't read it, so I wouldn't know. What did it say? <clears throat> so the Crucible beckons. Next week, the Comp Division free note, freelance note is going away. As it- <laughs> no! Why on earth? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Uh, I, I, we lost I a guest. I believe Tej has uh, committed Kasirigama or whatever that uh, samurai suicide is. So we've lost <laughs> a man. <laughs> we are now in the Secret Lab Titan Chair Stream. Uh, this is a great guest. You have supported many people's backs and butts for a long time. Um, no, they said as we believe the fire team matchmaking is solving the problem in a healthier way. So it's going to be one pool. And we'll see if the fire team matchmaking is doing its thing. There is one very obvious issue with that. And? A duo and a duo have to match with two singles. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Which means that if you are wanting to truly play in an environment where every player is not in a team coordination level of play, that is not not impossible for you to guarantee. Yeah. Most of the time. Seppuku, sorry. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so we will see how that goes. I will be curious to get feedback, bring you guys back for a, a recap. And a, what? Oh, hold hey. on. Shout out real quick to Christopher Sharp, the legend before the holidays. This guy basically gave us a Christmas bonus because holy crap. Uh, but shout out to the $100 Super Chat, DFW, that's Dallas-Fort Worth, for those who don't know. Represent Dude Caught the Stream Late. Thank you very much for the $100 Super Chat. Massive hype. Also wanted to shout out Necromancer Zale. I know you had a Super Chat in there, too. Didn't want to miss it. Uh, but we saw you earlier. And then Scott Schultz with the six months of membership. Thank you very much. Sharp, though. Thank you, you legend. Um, yeah, I'm... <clears throat> like, I will play Trials myself when Freelance is on. Because I cannot tell you the demoralizing nature of being like, let's check the roster and I'm just going to go to the bathroom. Like, I mean, it may as well be about the same because if it's threes and whatever, for whatever reason, I can't tell you. Like, I never get the two and one versus the three stack. It's always the solos versus the three stack. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to find a fire, the fire team based matchmaking thing is working because if they start ripping freelance out of places, I'm going to be an unhappy camper. I don't know why you can't just have both. I mean, I get, I get it. You want to have everybody in the same queue. Like, yeah. and, and, and I mean, if the fire team matchmaking, time. yeah, if the fire team matchmaking worked correctly, like if you have a two and a one, if you have twos, you got to find the ones and spend the time looking for them. So the match is reasonable because otherwise it's three threes and all solos, but it's like, you need to spend the time and let that match find it. Because if it's two and one, even versus three solos, it's not the same. They need to spend the extra time to make sure the <clears throat> fire teams match, and then hopefully the solos kind of work their way through the pieces that they get. Whole, no, I mean, I'm in theory it that, works, but I don't know. That still sucks for the solos. I mean, that still sucks for the solos. The solos, the solos who go in 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 a game with odds, right? Like the solos, you know, want to go in and fight solos, and there's an opportunity without a freelance queue for that to, to just never be their experience. Not to say that that wouldn't happen. They certainly will have matches of solos, but yep. 
you're going to get put on those duo teams a lot. Well, and the other thing is they said they were still working on getting like the dynamic skill range in there, which I don't even know if that's actually in effect. So I feel like you want that, especially for people at the ends of the bell curve, especially the high skilled people. Like if you go in solo and you're a high skilled person and you get screwed in your dynamic skill matchmaking, I just don't feel like it's all quite there yet. So I am worried about that. So sorry to... And, and, you're like, I didn't read the TWAB. What happened in Crucible? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, look, I, 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 you'll find that I'm, I'm probably one of the biggest apologists there are in terms of this, the game and everything about it. I mean, it's the not something I hide from show because is, it's truth. Yeah. Yeah. But like this, this area is, is where I have the most grievances and the most critiques and I, and, and the most, the most kind of, um, discontented feedback. My Discord crashed. So. Oh. Come on back when you can. There you go. Yeah, yeah, we're we're good. My Discord just decided to poop itself. Happens. Oh, you just became Demon Joe. Oh, uh, no, you're not, you're yep. not Demon Joe anymore. Um, so other changes for placement. Uh, if you were Adept or Ascendant, you will be able to place directly into Platinum as opposed to working your way from Gold up. So if you were an Adept Ascendant in a previous season, then you will be able to go a little higher, which is probably good because if I go into Gold and you're in Gold, I don't need to be there if I'm not with you. Uh, mode and map waiting. This is some good stuff. Um, so they said not everybody loves Rift and Showdown. They still think those modes stress Crucible players in different ways, but basically survival is going to be about two thirds of the time. Rift and Showdown are split into the other third. Ah. So, oh, you're one of the okay. You're one of the rares. What do you? Which one do you like? Showdown or Rift? Showdown. Okay. Showdown. Not Rift. I don't hear a lot of love for Rift at comp. I like it in threes, but I like it in sixes. Rift. Yeah, sixes is just crazy. Yeah, it's dude. a lot it's a, of chaos. I mean, yeah, no, but I think I think show I, I think showdown by the nature of of reses and the the back and forth is yeah. a lot more dynamic and interesting than survival. Survival to me is just like you know the the, the issue with survival is the spawns, honestly, yeah. because you know if two of your teammates get killed, you're the last man standing. They innately spawn away from you oh, yeah. on the farthest side of the farthest. They have, you have no chance of them getting no. back to help you. Like in, in, I just find that showdown allows for a little more ebb and flow. Yeah. Um, and I think it's more interesting. I can pretty much 100% agree with that. I haven't even played it that much, but that's, yeah, I can see that for sure. I mean, rift is the one I think people were not a fan of, but yeah, I would see survival yeah. showdown kind of a bit more of a split rift could be a little less. Uh, but they said they've also increased the weight of Javelin 4, Endless Veil, and Altar of Flame in comp, and they removed Disjunction and Cathedral of Dusk. I think that's a dub, because those maps are eternity. Too... Yeah, it's probably still there. Damn. It's not gone, but the others are weighted <laughs> higher. But you did yeah. get Disjunction out of there, so. Did. did get that's the that's fattest nice. dub imaginable. That's a good yeah, one, so yeah. that's like, mm -hmm. that's just the twab, the W of the twab right there. Yeah. Uh, apparently in season 20, you'll be able to guild glorious since obviously it's the first time you'll be able to. Tight. Uh, they also said in trials and comp, they're going to introduce something called not swap. Basically what it means is if you switch your exotic armor during a match, your ability, energy, and super is reset. <laughs> I think this is a good thing. Which is amazing. Yeah. That's that, great. Yeah. So you're not going to be able Suck to do it. Really good. really good. Yeah, that's the only thing that, yeah, either commit to your super exotic or commit to yeah. neutral play. So and the reasoning for it is like really good because they talk like about that. how like higher end PC players can do that shit yep. in a snap of a finger. And if you're on console, you know, it takes forever to load the menu. Then you yep. got to move over to pick it and then back yep. out. So, yeah, it's yep. it's really good change. That's good yep. change. So, yeah, that was that. 
Yeah, I mean, the map right. changes, the not swap, uh, the waiting, mostly good stuff, I think, for a lot of people. But, of course, the freelance node, we'll see how it goes. Roll the dice yeah. again. A lot of, lot of dice rolling in here. A lot of craps. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think we crap out more often than not. But uh, we got basically a full rundown of the artifact. You haven't read the TWAB at all? No. Okay, we know every artifact mod. I dropped that video like 30 minutes before this call, so I, I was <laughs> super, super heads down on I barely watched the trailer. Uh, no, I'm glad I did. But now I, I think one other thing before we move on from the, the topic of the cues, I'll say my maybe my hottest PvP Destiny take ever uh, is that I, I wish that, that Trials and Comp would go back to mandating a team of three. Uh, tra Travis might be one on your side, I think, on that one. If he was here, he might be... Uh... You might be like, all right, we'll have going over to Team Teach. Yeah, which would be the first time for that for him from with me. So that's that's <laughs> cool. That's good. Because last time I'm pretty sure that he almost, you know, held a gun to your head and said, never have him back on the show ever for as long as I'm on it. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much always the one getting guests. So he, he just kind of shows up. <laughs> He's the talent. I'm the one who. <laughs> um, No, honestly. I get it to a point where it needs threes, but I will say for me as somebody who like, I don't know, I don't have a group of PV play, PVP players to always play with. And the fact mm. that like that I can even like I do it less, but I did even as a solo player queue in when just normal matchmaking is going on in trials. It's painful half the time when I check the roster, but there are mm. moments in games where you get a decent set of like a decent match. And I'm like, that's the stuff that gives me the chance to still scratch the itch a little bit. Even if I don't have like a team set up. So it's like, I mean, I, yeah. I've gone flawless solo and trials. Okay, never so done that. It, not that good. There's all, there's always a chance. So I mean, it's Captain cool. Gameplay over here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, okay, I'm dog in PvP. All right. Listen, you equip a no time to explain, non flawless pool, freelance. You're going to go flawless. I promise. Nope. I, I promise. Trust the process. It's build crafting. Trust. Well, but I will say it is cool that it gives the chance. Like I can agree with you there. Like if you know, but if on the off chance I do want to hop into trials, it's nice. I think it's nice for for the sake of let's say uh, trials has like a meta weapon that you can get for PVE. Like there's something that trials has that's really good for PVE. And for a new player that wants to get that weapon, either they would be forced to LFG or try to find people, or they can just hop in. You know, they can boost up that player population, which we all know trials needs. It always needs more players. So I, I think it helps keep the population at least healthy or at least healthier than it would be. We have uh, we have a smirk. I'm not going to derail the show. Just just. <laughs> no, actually, I, I, wanted to see, I wanted to see if I could get, get an even hotter take. Uh, Teej, skilled based matchmaking. Where do you <gasps> follow? <laughs> oh, dude. oh, no. Because <laughs> you you want the sanctity of the 3v3. I do. Yeah, so that like means that. that means you, I'm guessing, don't want to stomp on on like the solos because you don't enjoy that process, which <laughs> means you want three people communicating versus three people communicating. Mm -hmm. So where do you fall on skill based matchmaking in other places? So this is kind of like the this sort of starts to get a little bit interesting and has a lot more to do with player pop and, yeah. and kind of the intricacies Not. of the community than it does about like the idea of skill based matchmaking is tight. Like I think that you yeah. know like in, in general it's cool, but. I am some, I am an above average player. I'm not elite. I'm not I'm not doing trials carries on the weekend. Okay. I, I guild my flawless. I play my trials. I get my weapons with my teammates and I'm done. I'm an above average player. 
because the population size, I am in the elite pool. By the nature of being above average, there is no Mm. above average matchmaking. There is beginner still learning matchmaking. The bell curve looks like this. (laughs) Yep. That is very true. And then there's two, there's, there's about one, five to three matchmaking. That's, that's, and, 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 and that sucks. My experience in skill-based matchmaking has been nothing but straight garbage. I have never had fun Mm. in, in, in crucible since they put the skill-based matchmaking in because I'm not good enough because I'm not good. It, It has nothing to do with, like me not wanting to play crucible i have about a 60 40 split in destiny of my time my time is spent in the crucible and i am not having fun because i am not good enough to have fun in the pool that i am forced to be in by the nature of the player population size and skill-based matchmaking combined Mm. see this is where i if you are above average i am a scotch above average so I am below you, but I'm probably like I'm if there's a 1.0 KD, I'm probably like 1.01 and you're sure. probably 1.51. So we're, we're in the realms there. For me, I don't need to face the true vanguards, the cool guys, the fallouts. They're they're at the 3.0. I don't need to see them, but I also don't need to see the point ones, the bottom of the bell curve. I feel like when Bungie did the skill-based matchmaking, and especially for like quick play, I don't I don't know how their dials work. Not really? a clue. But I feel like they mention at one point the scale of difficult of player <clears throat> skill, which the number will never see. God knows that would break the system, but it's like negative a thousand to a thousand. And they said the middle of the bell curve is about a hundred, like so slightly off center to the right. If for some reason you at 1.5 have like fallen, like you're on the down slope of the bell curve. And for whatever reason, it puts you in this fairly small player pool of like they're trying to, I swear, keep the skill ranges too small. Like to me, if the top of the like for population, again, population issues being a thing, I feel like somebody at the elite, like not even you, like the 3.0s, for example. They should have, especially in something like quick play comp, bring that stuff close, but quick play. It could be like a thousand to negative 200 to give them like most of that bell curve. You avoid like the bottom, you know, negative 200 to negative a thousand, the the struggle bus on the bottom side. And then the elites on the top side don't see each other. If you're in the middle of the bell curve, it should be pretty wide. There's tons of people in that area. And I think that's where dynamic skill matchmaking they mentioned needs to go. But I mean, if you're struggling in quick play to have fun, that shouldn't happen. So, I mean, why does it have to be so tight and quick play? I know you want like good matches, but I mean, they also want connection to be a thing. If it was, if you have 2000 and yours is like, I don't know, 700 to negative 300, that should give you plenty of people to play with. And if not, then there's a whole different problem in the game. But like, I feel like if they just widen some of those spectrums, it would help. Again, I don't know how the dials work, but I feel like what they tried to do with skill-based matching and like quick play, make them wider. I mean, you could even do like 1500 on either end to just avoid the outliers on both sides and you'd probably be okay. But that's my thing with like, for the average player with a good population, skill-based matchmaking should be fun, as you said. Yep. But when you start getting weird populations, people lagging, and you're trying to tighten it down too much, especially in something like quick play, just outlier protection. That's kind of all I think that needs to be in something like that. Well, the irony is, is that I have, I have some good friends that operate on a, a below average We'll not say that they're at the very entry level, but we'll say they're rounding you know, all 0.8, 0.7, yep. 0.8. Okay. And, you know, the feedback I'm hearing from them is this is the best year of Crucible they've ever had. 
they're having fun and the matches are tight and they're able to use whatever they want for a kit. And it's the best time they've ever had. And I just have to question, is that truly the majority? And is that what's driving this decision-making process forward at, at, with Bungie? And it, mm-hmm. are they seeing that data going, you know what? Like, don't like, I, you know, if I, if I exist in the top 10%, which I would imagine that somewhere, you know, above average to elite is probably at this yeah, point, top 15, the top 10%, 10 somewhere in top there, yeah. 15, 10. If that means that, you know, they are, they are putting the preference and, 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 and time of the 85 ahead of me, like, I mean, whatever, dude, data talks, like I can't really, nothing I can, I can do about that. But at the same time, some of your most vocal evangelists that are bringing in these players to exist in that 0.8 pool are the ones in this top 10% not having a very good time. Yeah. And I just wondered, like, where do you draw the line of like, we need to keep the, the veterans, the whales, the the dedicated diehards playing as opposed to trying to get, you know, Timmy tryhard to, to come up from the bottom and stay in destiny instead of going back to apex or Fortnite or any of this other stuff. So I, you know, I don't know. That's that's, the answer, but yeah, that's just where I'd love to see is like, I want, I would love to know what year, like negative a thousand, a thousand where you land and how wide of a skill bracket they typically look for, for you. And I would be really, and that's, I would just love to know that number. I feel like I'm right on the other side. So like you're on the downslope. So I, I feel like, I, so like, you know, yes, I feel yeah. like I'm, a, so like, you know, if I, if I, if I exist, you know, kind of here, yep. it means that, you know, that let's say, let's say, let's say, let's give it a much, a very, very basic split, right? Let's say it's an 80, 20 split. Yep. There's 80% that play in this pool and there's 20% that play in this pool and I'm right at 80. Yeah. Right. I'm like, mm, like I really yeah. technically could be in the other one. Yeah. 80.001. Right. Zero, zero, one. <laughs> and so, you know, yeah, I'm going up against these guys that are just i mean they're unbelievable and it's a credit to them they're extremely skilled and i get it absolutely handed to me and like and i will never disparage somebody for that i think that you know if if you've put the time in i i I tell i tell my chat sometimes to my own detriment that if i had a genie the one wish i would ask for is to be able to do trials carries all every weekend you know i that's all i would want is just to to, to be a, a 3.0 you, you might KD want to think a little more outside player. of the box for a genie wish i'm just saying <laughs> you know, I, well, I, yeah. i'm a simple man um but no and I, but I, I think that like that's and that's but i'm not there and i i would also like to be able to say on any given quick play sunday to to grab five people randomly friends viewers whatever it is go in and not have to have them who 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 admittedly play like a point six and are just trying to have some fun yep. to get grouped in with my eighty point zero 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 one and get absolutely flattened. It's just not a good time. No, yeah, I, and that's where again, like if if you have a group like that, match them with just a weird spectrum on the other side. Like have an eighty, have a twenty, yeah. have a zero, negative twenty, negative eighty. Like yep. s- build the spectrum out. And it's again, I don't know what the player population's like and the matchmaking and what they look for. But as you said, it seems too tight. Yep. And again, if like you have 180 over here and your other friends are in the in the point, you know, in the decimal point area, you know, maybe maybe tip the matchmaking that way and let you have a fun game as opposed to make them have a crappy game. Because again, if they're leaning into that more bigger part of the bell curve, that's the one that they're looking into. But again, that's I'm 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 always curious to ask about skill-based matchmaking because it tends to bring up the discussion. But if you can actually have a nuanced discussion about skill-based matchmaking as opposed to the Twitter fire that happens every time, 
then <laughs> yeah, this is usually like it's a normal. It's like yeah, it's like hey, it sucks to be an elite person because I either get smacked in the head by people who are four times better than me. I'm like, why am I here? Versus the other people like, yay, party, woohoo. And you're like, can we have some middle ground, please? Like, somewhere in between those two is all we're asking for. So, yeah. Um, Joe, did you read the TWAP? I did. Um, so, outside of, so your champion weapons are going to be, by the way, sidearms, anti-barrier, pulse rifles, anti-barrier, bows, overload, unstoppable scouts, automatics, overload. They really, really like those automatic overloads. So annoying. SMGs and autos again. Yep. Yep. Again. And anti-barrier uh. pulse again. Now, remember, oh. if there's any activity that has those champion weapons, those are also overcharged. So keep that in mind. You get that. 25. No glaive, huh? Didn't they say? It's oh, there is, coming there is later. It's coming later. Yeah. Okay. All right. Column two gets interesting. And Joe, I want your thoughts on these first. So we've got authorized mods. These are almost all the same. The armor energy cost of armor mods affecting... Solar weapons, strand weapons, these are all different mods, void weapons affecting your grenades are all significantly discounted. So the armor energy cost of a certain like weapon damage type or grenades are severely discounted. And then the multi-siphon mod grants access to armor mods in your helmet that combine the effects. Strand siphon, solar siphon, and void siphon are combined into one. Okay. Whoa! <laughs> so, Ooh, six to noon. <laughs> Thank you for that image, Joe. How you doing? While I recover from that traumatic thought. Yeah, uh, this kind of goes back to to what I was talking about. With uh, I feel like the game is going to be fairly easy when we get into Lightfall because uh, you got to remember these aren't artifact mods. Mm-mm. These are artifact perks yep. we don't need to equip any of this this just get applies to our this gets applied to our account so it's not like we're taking up a mod slot in order to discount other mods no no no. they are just discounted from the rip so ashes the assets you know throw three grenades get your super back oh well that's discounted probably be one or two energy grenade kickstart that's discounted anything that's going to oh, give us a bonus, grenade build this season it's going to be nuts. dude the grenades are going to be crazy and they're dude, already crazy the grenade like, build is, is called grapple i mean honestly, <laughs> like really like you want to talk about what the i i don't know how that's going to work with if there's a if there's a proper going to be a proper cooldown with mm. with grapple i imagine there there might be in, in some capacity they don't want us just suspending in midair perpetually through every encounter we have to fight but if there's if kickstarts and things are going to affect how the grapple works and there's a lot of grenade yeah. focus like that, yeah. there could be some pretty serious advantages. Yeah, I think I think there is going to be a cooldown because they said like uh, the little like strand thread ball. I think it's called a tangle or something, right? Mm, uh, tangle, they said yeah. that if you grapple a tangle, then you get your grapple back instantly. Mm-hmm. Either that's a hunter exclusive mm-hmm. thing or it's just across the board. So yeah. there is definitely going to be some kind of cooldown. But yeah, when you take into account, if you were to count a grapple as a grenade, it's mm-hmm. taking your grenade slot. So I feel like that's valid to assume so. Yeah, everybody's going to be Spider-Man. Everybody's going to be throwing like nukes left and right. Everybody's going to be throwing vortexes, giving them devour, weakening enemies, all sorts of crazy stuff. These artifact mods are going to be, or artifact perks are going to be crazy. This is mm-hmm. probably going to be the best season we've ever had just for the simple fact that these are just bonuses that we're getting just intrinsically. We don't need to equip them. We don't need, there is no trade-off. It is only 
buffs. It is only beneficial to us. No trade-off whatsoever. It's we're gonna be insanely powerful in Lightfall. And after reading like column five, which we'll get to, there's like some stuff that's 100% gonna impact who is gonna kill a boss last second and who isn't gonna kill a boss last second. Oh, yeah, there's some there's some raid raid perks. There's some in here. crazy stuff in here. Yeah. But yeah, the passive thing I think is nice because one, it frees up loadouts, so I'll never have to put a seven sniper energy champion weapon in my arms <laughs> ever again. Or art or what was it, a grenade launcher this season? Like it just eats up the your fact entire. That you, build. The fact that I don't have to even think about that crap ever again, and I can like yeah. my arms are useful again. Like before, I've just yeah. been like, you know. Okay, so yeah, the grenade builds I think are going to be crazy, but all of those, and then the siphon is just like, yeah, everybody doing multi-siphon mod? Cool. All right, that's an easy gimme. Boom. Column three. First time you break a combatant shield, you create create an orb of power. Cool. Defiant armory. Greatly improves the benefits provided by noble deeds, nanotech tracer rockets, which I think those are going to be like new origin traits. Because then you have text balance stock and ambush. Okay. So that's like the okay. current season and last season. Uh, those are, uh, you got destroying a tangle with a strand weapon causes suspended targets, causes a weapon, suspends targets damaged by the explosion. Hey, can I, can I, can I just ask your guys' opinion on something? Yep. We've had some pretty impressive traits over the year. And every season they've kind of brought back the ability to continue to use the previous season's traits. I think that's cool. But like, Psycho Hack and Land Tank were some of the best intrinsic yeah. traits we've ever mm -hmm. had. And I would love the opportunity to improve those again. Yeah. Yeah. Land Tank point. goes crazy. Like, Land Tank is nice. Man. You use that like waveframe GL and just get in everything's Dude, face yeah. and then get damage resistance at the same time. Yeah. It's really Excellent. good personality. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like I I don't know. I I there's there was a lot to like in some of those some of those intrinsics. Yeah. I mean, extrovert and and the other one from Opular or from a haunted were not were not super, yeah. fantastic. But I don't know. You always got to keep up with the new new. Apparently, that new new. I'm not very impressed with the text trait, by the way. No, it's fine. Yeah, it ambush exists. is good. I mean, yeah, yeah, ambush is not bad. So we've got, I'm surprised they brought back the text one and not the Bray one, since that raid is still going to be relevant. And people are still hunting those craftables. Like I'm, oh, I'm so many we people can't. probably did not engage with that though. Remember, I casual. Yeah. Picture the 75 percent who did. True, 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 true. Yeah. Oh. Uh, destroying a tangle with a strand weapon suspends targets damaged by the explosion. That's kind of a. I feel like. I feel like that's like an aspect or something for somebody, but it's just going to be a trait. Uh, collecting a fire sprite gives you an armor charge. So if you lean into solar, got one of those. Picking okay. up an orb of power grants your void weapon volatile rounds. Volatile so flow, volatile welcome back. Flow returns. Volatile yep. flow is back. So. Which is going to be even crazier, by the way, because with Bungie, the way they're doing build crafting and everything revolves around orbs, it, it's practically just, yeah, it's volatile rounds all the time. You know, it's, it's going to be a that's lot. That's going to be insane. Mind your Falcons build, thanks to you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, column four. So we're out this far now. Bricks from beyond. Can I say before I even get into this, especially doing some stuff solo, the inconsistency of heavy ammo still just bugs the hell out of me sometimes. <sighs> so double special, could, baby. Run double special. It fixes that. Should not be required again. That is no, not the root of the special. issue. Run a trace okay. rifle and a GL and uh, eager sword. Easy. On. All right, Jimmy. Loading screens. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, Bricks from Beyond. This leans into your Void build, by the way. Defeating, and this is going to be an every raid team, I'm sure. Defeating a powerful combatant with a Void weapon has a chance to generate heavy ammo for your you and your teammates. That's on every raid team. I guarantee yeah, you. At least two. No ammo yeah. problems. Yeah, be like, all right, you yeah, over yeah, on no. this side of the room, you on this side of the room. You got them? Okay, cool. Uh, shoot so, all so the stuff. So real quick then, without knowing anything of the new weapons, it doesn't, notice it doesn't say Void subclass. It says Void weapons. You could run it on any subclass. Yep. Yep. So what do you what are, what would be like your top two or three void weapons that you think you you would want your team to have on on raid day one? Uh, I think Unforgiven's pretty good. You can yep. run a demo, you know, grenades. If fusion aids don't get nerfed, then you're just getting constant like mini nukes, you know, especially yep. if you're a warlock. And yep. uh, if you're running a void build, you know, you can constantly proc, um, get things like devour if you're on warlock stuff like that. I, I yep. think Unforgiven be a pretty good one. Um, this would be a good time to point out that we haven't gotten a new void auto rifle and like a really like yeah, the only good hunger void ones, non yeah. hunger and reckless Oracle. Like yep. where are the void auto rifles at? So yep, hopefully yep. we get one in Lightfall. Uh, I use non hunger for day one pal that went hard. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, oh, do Michelches. There you go. Oh, if yeah, you're in like a long, too. if you're in yeah. like a big room, kind of like with the VOG, uh, you know, boss room or something like that, you got long sight lines. Chelches. Okay. That'd be good. What are, right. um, you, Bontus. Tell me your favorite voids. This is the void bow. I love bows. Under your skin. Monarch? Under your skin. Monarch. And oh, monarch both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, both amazing. But yeah, monarch actually probably even more so, depending on what you're doing, would be fun, but takes an exotic slot. Um, kind of a wild card, quite literally two-tailed or three-tailed fox, whatever this catalyst is going to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that could true. be crazy. I don't know if that's going to yeah. be a... Do you guys think it's a third rocket or it just, like, jolts or blinds? What do you think the arc effect is going to be? Because it, like, they said it completes the trifecta. I think it's if two rockets hit the same target, there's a combination blinding explosion. Yeah. I think it'll be a jolt because, um... What, what, what was the the was it Darcy is Darcy art? Yeah, Darcy's now art. Okay, yeah, so they Darcy's made Darcy naughty. recently, where if you get repeat precision hits, it'll jolt the target and then it'll just start ticking. So I think we might get jolt, but I mean I think blinding is also just as much possible. Do you think I, it's I think a it'll chance we get jolt. a third rocket? I don't know. That's kind of uh, like breaching into like the lore breaking territory, like Fourth Horseman. Like all of a sudden, fourth horseman has like, a fifth barrel. You don't see like, like you know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. If the gun has two barrels, then that's probably fine. I was, I just, I, I wonder. It's like, okay, this is a solar rocket. This is a void rocket. Is like blue. Is like orange and purple make blue? I don't know how that works on the color pattern. <laughs> just a weird one. Anyway, um, so yeah, void weapons for all the raid teams will be set there. And Collective uh, obligation, baby. Ooh, yep. Collective obligation will be there with volatile rounds, volatile with flow, weakening, with suppression, yeah, with weakening. All, all, yeah. yeah. See, void builds, man, and then overshields. It's so good. It's so good. They're making it better. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. I misread this the first time, so I will explain why I was much more excited in the first place. Um, oh, I thought this said fusion grenades because oh. I was thinking some warlocks are going to have a hell of a time. Because it says firebolt grenades add more scorch stacks. Mm. Damaging a combatant with a firebolt grenade spawns a fire sprite. And then there's one in column five. When you have firebolt grenades equipped, gain a second grenade charge. 
I thought uh, that was fusion for a second, and they just like broke warlocks, and I was like, wait a minute, oh, it made more sense. I don't know. Tell us what Bungie thinks is the weakest grenade in the game without telling us what we exactly right. Weakest grenade, Oh, nobody uses this grenade. Let's make. Please use it, guys. Please use this. I mean, you get you get more you get more nades, you get more squirt stacks, which means more ignitions every single time you deal damage. You get an orb of power. Like I'm saying, bro, there's there's something brewing here. You know, there's a little bit of cookage that could possibly come from this. Demon At least from like maybe an ad for your perspective with Fireball. I'm excited to dive into this new stuff, man. This old like crafting. I'm excited. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot like the infinite yep. supply of all this stuff. So origin hones, weapons with noble deeds, nano trace rockets, text balance, and ambush traits are always overcharged when the modifier is active. So if you go into anything with overcharge abilities, those mm. weapons are now just overcharged so, retrofit yeah. go bird dude <laughs> <laughs> oh is wait yeah. is retrofit, retrofit a text balance no it's, it's got ambush. It's ambush oh it's got ambush <laughs> yeah retrofit's gonna and be solid and it's <laughs> <laughs> the return oh, of the king retrofit oh my well do you guys gosh, think dude. the nano trace rockets is kind of like quicksilver do you think that's I what think those so. okay yeah, yeah it seems that way yeah uh, then we've got allied unraveling rapid final blows with a strand weapon grants your weapon unraveling rounds with a longer duration near allies. So if you stick together, uh, is unraveling literally just jolt, but like green, uh, unraveling is, is that the one that suspends or damages the ones around them? Like if you it's kill it, it erases from existence, but it really doesn't. It just like, it, it reduces the damage they output or something like, Oh yeah, it kind of does. It's like psycho hack, but in a, perk yeah. i don't know something like that. i read it once and i kind of knew it off the top of my head i'm gonna say it wrong, uh, here, so here you go to. here you go I, I got the definition okay um attacking an unraveled enemy will cause threads to burst out of the target and attack other nearby targets <sighs> once hit that target will also become unraveled okay that's better so, volt shot yeah it's, yeah, yeah. kind of feels more like an in uh an explosion the solar one why am i blanking See, this is why you don't host a podcast yet, incandescent, because you can't think of the words. When you're listening to a podcast, it's always, you're like, oh, how do you not know that thing that I totally know? Yeah. When you're hosting the, when you're on the <laughs> podcast live, your mind is like, I'm going to be a moron so everybody makes fun of yeah, you off air. That's so yeah. true, dude. Yeah. All right, column five. Now, do you guys think we're going to be able to pick two of these or one? I think two. They've only, they've, th that would be just going back to the previous system. Yeah. Mm. All right, so we've got Stranded Reach. Destroying a Tangle with a Strand Weapon creates a larger and more damaging explosion. Rain of Firebolts. That's the Firebolt Grenade. You get a second one. Void Weapon Channeling. Again, Void Weapons. Just feel like it's all the Void Weapons. <laughs> Just use Void this season. What Strand? Do well, here, listen, listen to this. You gain a temporary bonus to Void Weapon damage after you defeat a target with a Void Weapon while at least one of your Void Abilities is charged. The, the, damage, the, best part. the damage bonus increases based on the number of void charged <laughs> abilities you have. <laughs> so if you're running like a demo SMG, you just keep getting your ability back. <laughs> so you can throw a nade. You don't got to worry about it. You'll get it back soon enough anyways. <sighs> yeah. So your, you your just keep void getting better damage, damage bonus is probably going to make Strand look really questionable. Dude, uh, hunters are about to be just... Yeah, I Top think. Top of the heap, yeah, baby. So, uh, day one raid race, the six hunter team won. Uh, that's that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is also an interesting one. Prismatic transfer. When you cast your super, 
Each member of your fire team with a subclass damage type different than yours gains a bonus to weapon damage. Well, that's tight. So, like, I, the guy with Gallahorn, pops a well, and then my five hothead buddies get bonus weapon damage for whatever boss we're about to delete off the face of the planet. So you're your the five one- hothead void hunter buddies. Exactly! I was going to say the five, <laughs> five void hunter buddies. And the one well guy. You put the well yeah. down. Like, dude, that one- is going to be a staple. Yeah, so that I, I like honestly think... I think we see a repeat. Uh, I think, I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised at all if you see competitive raid teams, one solar warlock, five void hunters with your falcons and retrofit. The warlock pops well with divinity and you go to town. It is like. Yeah, it sounds like void 4.0 coming in hot here, but we'll yeah, see. Dude. for real, dude, like they, they, they come out with strand and they're like, all right, we want you guys to use this. But check out all this void shit, yeah, bro. Yeah, void's, like, you know. void's looking real nice. <laughs> Remember right now. how strong it was when it launched? <laughs> check this out. Uh, the final oh. one is medieval champion. For those of you who like to um, play around with crazy stuff, glaives you wield fire a powerful explosive payload that stuns unshielded combatants. So glaives will manage unstoppables. And remember, glaives now when champions like when overcharging is involved, glaives now are overcharged, so they get a twenty five percent bonus. Swords are overload weapons. And remember, now swords can be overcharged. So that would be a 25% bonus on a sword. Prophecy first boss is about to get worked. <laughs> Actually, there's no <laughs> there's no overcharge in there, so not really, but just a joke, but yeah. <clears throat> um other than that, legend campaign, they said the health scaling for fire team size is gonna be a little bit better. Because three, I think I heard was stupid. I did everything solo, but yeah, I heard three, three was, was harder awful. than solo. Yeah, it, it three was, was terrible. Yeah, so honestly, that's, it was more the res tokens than the that than the difficulty. yeah, like the timer and I stuff. I think the res Ugh. tokens are going to be there, uh, but they said the scaling is going to be better, and they also said um, the damage required to stagger combatants is reduced during the lightfall campaign. That's cool. I like so. that. So I think the campaign. I think they were like, all right, we we tried to make it a little too too much, so they seem to have kind of mm. tuned everything down. Uh, we have 24 hours of downtime. So that's for yeah. all of that stuff. We've got the free Throne World World Tour. So yeah, go play your Witch Queen campaign in three days if you want to know life at this weekend. You have three days. Uh, preloading. You'll probably be able to preload with Lightfall during the 24 hours. So just make sure your console's on and doing its thing. Claim all your rewards and engrams and everything. Use just no engrams at no vendors and Lightfall and Umbral. Just use it all. And Legacy Collection update. This is the one I mentioned that kind of worked to be before. Legacy Collection, which currently was the four-second pack Shadowkeep and Beyond Light, will be retired. On February 28th, the Legacy Collection will include Shadowkeep, Beyond Light, and Witch Queen. The four-second pack will still be available for its own separate content pack. I'm like, why? That should be free. It's odd. That one, that one at a minimum. Make it free. Come on. Uh that's I would I would be about pooped itself again. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I would I would guess here. My 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 assumption on that e is that that's an Activision that, thing. It's an Activision thing. Yeah, that's <clears> totally <throat> an Activision thing. Yep, they bought their independence, not the rights to every piece of content they made under Activision. Well, I think so, that's why they've put everything in the content vault that they can't relate to Activision. I feel like we talked about that on the podcast before too. But uh, yeah, that's that's it. So void, void is going to be lit. Void it's a baby. thing. Yep, it's Give a it subclass. Yep. Thing, things are going to be more difficult until you equip void. And then everything gets 
more easier. <laughs> yeah. And you honestly probably shouldn't worry too much. Honestly, no. I think like go in the game, have fun, mess around with the loadouts. But if you lean into builds, if you look up like one guide video for a build, you're probably going to be fine. That's my hunch. Yeah. On youtube.com slash Abontis, all your build needs right there. Hey, youtube.com slash Demon Joe. Who? Who? Never heard of that. Can you have YouTube or mostly stream? I always forget. It's mostly stream. Okay. I would say that if there's a reason to visit my YouTube, it's because last year before I discovered the long form YouTube is incredibly time consuming and very difficult. Um, <laughs> yep. I started a series about destiny fashion. And if you're interested in learning a little bit about how to dress your guardian nicer than you currently are, there's a fantastic video on my YouTube for that. Well, from earlier in the podcast, apparently that's a series I should go watch. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Teej, now that like YouTube shorts are monetizable, just make a bunch of episodes of shorts, upload them. I mean, I'm, I'm putting my TikToks up there on, uh, yeah. on on shorts. My my issue with shorts is that is that uh, and and we're streaming you live get, on YouTube, so I won't be too critical. You get here, peanuts but, on uh, the dollar. Well, yeah. it's it's also a very archaic version of what every other platform is using for their short form content. So yeah, and, I, and you, know, you know, TikTok is 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 king. Instagram mm. is 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 moving closer to TikTok every day. Uh, yeah. You know, Twitter Blue is letting me upload longer videos. You know, I think there's just you know YouTube locking me in at 60 seconds you just you just losing my business bro like mm -hmm. you just you just i don't i don't make 60 second videos anymore like it just yeah it's not the way yeah well we have what <laughs> four days by the time we most people are going to hear this podcast or less mm -hmm. um last thing what do you are we yeah we took so long going through everything i know we had mentioned some other topics but this show is already pretty long so i wanted to kind of at least get one destiny wish from each of mm. you that you want oh man you're gonna make me pick one e okay if you got like a couple you can knock out quick go for it i can rattle a few off yeah, there you go go dreamless right this is stuff that's yeah. not happening by the way it's yeah, not even stuff likely we don't to know stuff that is not announced i'll hit you with uh i'll hit you with a couple of a couple easy ones okay i love the idea of destiny shader palettes I think it's a really easy way for us to organize without giving us too much customization with something like Anthem or, or Warframe. The way they handle their cosmetic coloring of stuff is just too in-depth, too much freedom. But since every quadrant of a shader is programmed to highlight a certain piece of gear in a certain way, let me rotate that palette to change what colors apply to what parts of the gear mm. in place on the customization screen. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, a lot of people are like, let me just take the quadrants and make them whatever I want. No, 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 no. Just let me take that four square thing. And okay, I don't want the gold on the cloak. Let me rotate it. Okay, now the white's on the cloak, the gold's on the armor. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Um, like that's that. one. Another yep. one. Uh, ghost projections. Completely useless cosmetic in the game. I mean, nothing. They, yep. They're worthless time. Okay. They don't even it, show up in like the regular inspect screen. You have to inspect the ghost to the even ghost. see it too. Yeah. So let me toggle my ghost over my shoulder in the tower the way that it pops out when it's a flashlight oh. with the projection over it in the tower on my shoulder like my little yeah. pet minion just like in every other MMO that's ever existed. That's cool. So people can see it while I'm walking around the tower. Okay. There you go. The Guardian Games cloak and the 30th anniversary dungeon cloak both when you use a helmet that does not apply a hood put the hood down. It doesn't disappear. It doesn't disconnect entirely. It simply lowers it as though it's been pulled down and it's still sitting there on your back. Why is this not an option? A, to be toggled on every cloak. <laughs> I understand that modeling is a thing and it would take time to do that, but I shouldn't have to wear a cat face or a pair of sunglasses <laughs> in order to get the hood <laughs> down. Okay? 
That should just be a toggle. Just like helmets a toggle, just like all these things are toggle. Uh, and the last one I'll mention now so we can get through some other stuff is uh, please allow me to use my, uh, to, to not craft, but but customize the perks on my Sparrow. There are wonderful perks on Sparrows, like some of them reload your guns for you. Some of them have faster cooldown time. Some of them do X, Y, and Z thing. I want to be able to just choose which of those perks go on my three things for my Sparrow and then off to the races with my my Sparrow perks. It's such an irrelevant part of the game that it is only applicable really on patrol, like in the beginning of some strikes, that it doesn't matter about like balance and things. It's not really relevant to that. So yeah. there you go. That's my that's my short list. There's way more, but no. That's... Ooh, last one. Give me a ghost shell mod that increases how fast weapons level. That's all. You can make oh. it cost eight energy. I don't care how much it costs. I it will pay oh, instead, of, instead of season pass XP. It goes just let me apply a ghost mod. Yeah, all yeah. crafted weapons level twenty five percent faster. Sold. Done. That's yeah. Uh, speaking of that as well, please, when it comes to leveling specials and heavies, change the amount of kills it takes to level those things up because I don't want to get two thousand kills with a sniper rifle to see level twenty on that thing. Yeah. Yes. So just power yeah. weapons are actually pretty reasonable. Power is reasonable, are but special yeah. Specials special. are awful. Big time. Um, yeah. Joe, you got any? Uh, I mean, we spoke about it a little bit on the show. So just just the one like throwaway one would be like a toggle to always be able to solo queue into something. We were talking mm. about with strikes earlier. Like as a YouTuber, I literally need to change my network settings so that no one can connect to me so that I can go into a strike and shoot things. We are like eight years into this franchise. <laughs> Let me just load into the strike alone, please. I don't I shouldn't need to pick a difficulty to do it. That'd be huge quality of life change. But mm -hmm. the other thing, and something that a lot of people have been asking for for like the entire course of the franchise, is a horde mode. I just want endless enemies, more rewards the longer I survive. I want something like that. Prison of Elders was kind of close, but it had an end. I just want to sit there, gun at enemies, they get stronger, and I that's what I want. I want a horde mode. I that you know, I don't know how complicated it would be to implement. I don't know how they would do it, how you know what they would do. I just want an endless shooter. You know, Halo had Firefight. I enjoyed Firefight a lot in Halo. I want something like that. Bam. Destiny does have Firefright. I don't... Yeah, well, <laughs> Firefright is never in my hands. I just oh. want Firefight. Are you a fan of that auto rifle, sir? I, I love it. I think it sounds oh. great. I think it performs great. I crafted mine up to enhance. I got thousands of kills on it. <laughs> nice. You're crazy. I that, love it. I think it's I fantastic. love the way it looks. I just don't yeah. like the archetype. It sounds like a friggin' AC-130 that you literally hold in your hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the design team killed it on that gun. It looks sick. Yeah. But uh, if you haven't yet, give it a shot with fourth time's focus here. You won't regret it. It's a champion melter. Okay, I can see that. Um, yeah, I've probably said so many of them over the course already. Um, I probably would say one of the bigger ones right now would be yeah, Legend Matchmaking. We had that discussion, so that's a thing. Um... Ghost projections. I totally forgot that those are even a thing. So yeah, make those <laughs> make those not be completely useless. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry for the artist who has to sit there and make all those because nobody's spinning like the, nobody's what about them. clan stabs, bro? What about the little staff on your clan banner? Man, you know what I'm man. talking about? I've been Who's using the making the drifter one since 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 it's been. Yeah, a, you a find thing. a good who, one. Who and are you they just making leave it. design that? Yeah. Somebody's got to do every it every season. three months. Yeah, Their work goes un underappreciated every season. 
I went th- well, I went back and looked at all those, and it, I man, I was like, I haven't seen like eight of these things. Oh. It had been so long. Avantis. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, so say that one of the wish lists is like whenever you put a rally barricade, like a rally banner, it's your clan banner instead. <gasps> like the flag and the I staff. Would love that so much. See? That would. There you go. We there fixed the go. problem. Yep. I mean, Avantis oh. said that. He fixed the problem. That, that would, would be, be so gas. So I totally had this great idea about clan staffs. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> I need to hear it. Please tell the world. Uh, I think the witness may have told me it, though, so I'm not sure we should trust it. <laughs> uh, no, the final one, um, because I want to kind of throw this back. All of this stuff that we have said for the past six weeks, we have more info going into Lightfall than we've had about anything. But the one thing we have heard absolutely zero things about oh teach no. teach can oh, i get a voice no. can i get a voice intro can i get a voice intro for this this topic <laughs> you sure can brother <laughs> gambit why we are we get- not talking about gambit <laughs> two state of development blogs in a row with no gambit two years worth state of development blogs you you go to the page you press f3 you type in gambit the keyword try to search it nothing pops up that's crazy. Yeah, control and, F and gambit by the way, zero. <laughs> by definition, it is a say it with me, core, core activity. Activity, yeah. We uh-huh. love gambit. Core activity. All right. You ready here? I mean, here here's like what why it doesn't make them on, any money, I can tell you straight up. It doesn't make them any money. <laughs> you know what what you know what would make them money? The friggin' ornaments that they literally removed from the game for everyone's fit. Fa- <laughs> they are the sexiest ornaments that have ever been released yeah, for any weapons ever. And all people ask for is like, please, I'll give you money for them. Can I please buy them for my gnawing hunger that I got in season eight arrivals? And Bungie's like, no. Like, yeah. what well, like it's free money. I'm gonna be honest though. The biggest mistake they made with Gambit was removing Gambit Prime. It was literally the, I agree. the ultimate version I of the Reckoner. mode. The I armor with Prime. the rolls, like so good, like just like just just like it was dynamic. It was tactical. You organized teams to do it. It was fun. Like I don't I don't understand. I'm just you know reckoning. Take it or leave it. Whatever. It was a grind. I get it. It was literally the seasonal activity for that season. But like just like what we have we have we have the Vanguard playlist. Nightfalls. We have Crucible comp trials. We have Gambit and that's it. Gambit and Gambit. Gam- like, what are we doing? It is literally yeah. the I mean, it's the meme of the pool and it is definitely the skeleton in that pool because. Well, and here's the <gasps> thing. Here's the funny thing about it that, you know, if they're like, hey, we're going to develop two brand new maps for Gambit, the entire Crucible population's head just exploded. Because yeah. there is no way you develop maps for Gambit before you get a new map for Crucible, and we're getting one new map in the year of Lightfall for Crucible. Dude, we you don't even need reprisals. to develop new maps for Crucible refer for Gambit. Just give us the friggin' Tangled Shore and Dreaming City maps. Yeah, it's really that's not why that they hard, did dude. That. That's just crazy. Take the it Dreaming away. Dreaming City content. Gambit map is tight. Yeah, I liked it. And they, they, Dreaming City still location in the game. Titan. Exactly. What the heck is your map still doing in there? Like exactly right. And and yeah. you got Mars right? Isn't the that yep, Mars is there Mars too? Map, Mars like is snowy. there. Yeah. Like you took a you took a, a mode that starved with content Man. and just took more content away Out without it, putting anything back in. Here's your allocation of food. Well, now you get less of it. Yeah, yeah man. Like. Ugh. I, I I honestly I know it's like I mean I watched somebody was I think Tassie had an article about like Gambit not being there and talked about basically it's just not a place they can add value to the playlist but they don't add like 
dungeon keys or other things where they have a financial benefit from doing it. But at some point, if you're going to call that a featured playlist, as Joe said, you can't ignore it for two years. I mean, mm. they ignored Crucible for three, so I guess it's just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, so yeah. it's like, it's got it's to wait its turn. But by the time it's its turn, we're going to leave PS4 and Xbox One behind. That's, I think, by yeah, the time I mean, it, it's going to be... It's like, a, I, like, it's a cool idea, but it's like, they could... They can do like Gambit Labs, where again, it's like you don't ever invade. It's just like a boss rush or something. And it's just, you know, uh, PVE who's going to. But there's ways they could mess with it and they never touch it is all. Somebody you know could be in a corner like brainstorming Gambit Labs and put some goofy, put some random cosmetics in there and you got some people playing it. I want I want to keep the format of Gambit largely the same. But for when you want to invade, you got to bring 15 motes to the portal and dunk them. Ooh. I actually like that. Yeah, so because it it's a cost, cost to invade. Yeah, so you got to make the better You'd still only get one at forty and eighty. Like I think that that's yeah. the two. The limit of two is still good. But then it's like, okay, our portal's ready. I've got it. I'm the invader. I got to get fifteen moats so I can pay the price to go yep. over. Yeah, or or you could make the decision like, okay, would these moats be better paid if I put it into our bank, or do I right. risk taking you know moats away so from? So how them? do you handle invasions then during? Ty Guy Travis in chat. What's up, man? Shout out to our co-host who is at least in chat. Thank you very much. Uh, he's like, what's up? Who watches this stuff? Shout out when to Travis. When Tej is on, not Travis. He's about to leave. He <laughs> said he came on, he saw it was me, and he's going to like, go. No. Um, I was going to say, when you get to the boss phase, how do you handle invasions then? To me, I think boss phase invasions should be based on performance during the initial invade you get one when your opponent summon the primeval and you go over and then the basic number of kills you get is how frequently you can go back for the next one and if you go over and suck you have to wait the longest time before you get to go back again <laughs> just you know the winners win more now well <laughs> so toxic elitist tiege over here <clears throat> i'm an invader in case anybody didn't know that no, what now. i would um, never have guessed hmm. no i guess you shocking. got that red sash right across your chest i do yeah. yeah. Although, you know what? In fairness, I only invade with a sniper rifle. So screw you, everybody who thinks I jump over with eyes or galley or xenophage or any of this garbage. I will hit you in the dome with a proper weapon because I have integrity as an invader and I respect you trying to kill your prime evil. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. If Thank I go you. down to a sniper, I'm like, all right, you earned it. It's fine. I'll give you that, even if I still mm -hmm. hate it. But yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's just one of those is like, we know Crucible. And this is again where you wonder, like, the. The size of the development team at Bungie, we knew grew drastically. Like, they've been hiring remote people just constantly. Positions open, they're doing that stuff pretty frequently. But, again, you see the amount of Crucible maps that we're getting. I don't know the effort it takes to make a Crucible map. I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't have a clue. The balancing, the testing, all the stuff that goes into that. But we're getting two reprisals, which doesn't mean you have to do no work. But it does mean you have the shape of the map. You may have to do textures. You may have to do lighting. You may have to completely like work on those mm. pieces. But you don't have to like. Is this a map? Think it up. Think it up. Balance it. Yeah. You know, kind of do all the elevation changes. Those are there. We get one map in a year. I again don't know how many people are working on it, but it does seem like maybe a few more could be. And this is where you question: Is the entire PvP collective mind of Bungie? Most of them are working on some other IP. Makes Probably. me think that. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a likely, I'm, likely guess. Yeah, it does seem that way. The rumored IP shooters and all that stuff. So we'll see in time. But uh it has been over two and a half hours. I do not want to keep these gentlemen as long 
I did not mean to keep you this long, I'll be honest, but we had some tangents and fun, but I had a blast. Um, I want to thank Same. both of you for joining us. I want to thank chat for being here tonight. You guys have been awesome. Tons of you guys here chatting with us this evening. Chat has been hilarious. Travis coming in for the late night cameo. Appreciate that. After hours, Travis. Um, but both of you guys, thank you. Um, this has been an absolute blast and I think got me maybe even a little more hyped for void weapons than I thought I would be. <laughs> I wasn't entirely sure what my build was going to be, but I'm pretty sure my bubble Titan is going to be doing some work. Nope. Wait uh, a minute. So you main a Titan? I main a Titan. Have Based on how you've been talking, time. Joe, I guess you main a Warlock. Uh, so I began, so I main Warlock when I first started playing. Okay. Started maining Titan the past few seasons. After yeah. seeing Strand, back, back to Warlock. Back to Warlock. Okay. Yeah, I had the most experience with Warlock on yeah. all on See, all we're, classes. We're a good mix. Yeah. The a trifecta. Nice, well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, this is our fire team. Here we are. Yeah. We're doing it. No, I was like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna punch in a different color. Come yes. Fall. <laughs> God bless. I'm gonna punch her. I'm gonna slash her. I'm gonna punch her. I'm gonna punch her. I'm gonna I'm just gonna melee everybody. That's what I do. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as we wrap up, I want to give each of you the floor to tell everybody where to find you, because whether it's audio or video, um, we'll start with you, Joe. Um, where can people find your content, your hilarious antics and anything else about you? Floor is yours. Tell them where, where you at. I am the owner of the Demon Joe Cinematic Universe, so you can find me on wow. YouTube.com wow. slash Demon Joe. That's so cool. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, I don't let, have let a cinematic cook. universe. Let Jeez. me cook. Yeah. The cinematic universe, you can find it at YouTube.com slash Demon Joe. You have your long form, your short form, and wow. your live content on wow. one place. Wow. The whole universe. It's practically Disney Plus, but for free. <laughs> And you can go there anytime you want. That's where you'll find me. This is so much more impressive than anything I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, pretty much what you get to do is you get to do your outro in any voices that you can throw into the mix to tell oh, people about man. your channels. Oh, geez. Uh... <clears throat> all right, Guardians. You can find Big Daddy Deej. Where all of good content is sold. Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok, like the youths enjoy. Uh, so no, that was good. That was damn good. That's too good. For yeah. real, uh, come check it out. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, BDTeej. I'm on Twitch and uh, TikTok at Big Daddy Teej. YouTube, Big Daddy Teej. I'm kind of all over the place, uh, but the best places to find my styles is going to be Twitch and TikTok. So, uh Check them out. I do Destiny Impressions over there. Do other stuff on TikTok and live streams on TikTok and Twitch uh, nearly every day. Yeah, Saturday Destinies and other things. Saturday right? Destiny, baby. Yeah, yeah. I follow I my I follow my guests. Man, you're so nice to me. I, we we try, we try. Nothing but love here around the campfire. That's what we do. <laughs> uh, for me, it's Ibantis. Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. You know where to find me. Um, I think all of us are probably going to be live playing through the world of Lightfall. So if you're looking for any of us over the course of the next week, type in our names on the internets, <coughs> on the interwebs, and you can probably find our face and a Destiny screen probably not sleeping. That seems That's a right. pretty reasonable guess at this point. Well, gentlemen, it has been fantastic. Uh, at this point, we'll have a ridiculous inside joke about holding these two symbols up for some weird reason, which I hate my co-host for, but it's stuck. Um, but as I wrap this thing up for episode number 238, I think 
Wait, we're not doing a W? It's not, not, it's a not quite a W. I'll explain no. afterwards. So uh, for this episode, it has been... The, the Last, last word. word Podcast. <laughs>